So, as we've just had a historical episode there of Doctor Who, and historical episodes are normally, you know, it's you're supposed to learn something about the character uh, in history. Mike, what facts can you tell me about Madame mm -hmm. Ching? Uh, she, uh, she was a pirate. Yes. Thank you. That was a really fun <laughs> podcast. I've had a good chat. Um, <laughs> the colour green. The colour green. That's what I can the tell you. <laughs> I will say, the moment the episode started and that awful font with that awful fucking choice of green appeared on the screen, Rebecca just went, oh, for fuck's sake, and stopped watching. <laughs> That's how little grasp current Doctor Who has. You sent me, you sent me an immediate text. <laughs> and I guess, I think you were, you were a few seconds ahead of me because the text materialised as I read it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, um, it, I'll be honest. Mm. Ropey CGI the episode. Yes. Yes. Um, overstretched, very possibly. I mean, literally stretched in the case of the way they animated the Silurians with that 2D, like when people do it in Photoshop and they just sort of expand and contract bits and pieces. The old the old it... eyebrow wobble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you that notice was... I liked it I liked how a lot of the time they were lip syncing the eyelids to the speech? I thought that was a really interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> People I've never seen. Right, here's the thing. Right, couldn't yeah. you've just got someone to skim a stone and film that? Couldn't so I'm, you... I'm not mad, right? That's from the from the perspective. That first skim. So I appreciate it hits and, and and deflects, but before it does, I swear because of the perspective, that stone travels like three miles towards the uh, towards, towards the, the uh, horizon it's line. It's because yeah. Ryan taught them all how to throw balls really far. And that's that's how it works. You know? cool. I'm fighting with a bottle opener right now because I can tell it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> Let me just uh, there we go. Just breaking case of career threat. Just yeah, fuck it. Let's get into that today. I uh, I, I got I got uh, I got a bunch of um, Modelos or Modeos. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. And I was like, this is Mondeo. This is... It's a car. No beers. Oh. No, Modeo oh. or Mod Modelo. And I was like, I just, I found, I saw them in the shop, and I wanted them, and I, I couldn't work out like why I, why, why I specifically was drawn to that brand. But I was sat uh -huh. drinking one, and I'd been binging Better Call Saul that week, uh -huh. and it's, it's in every single shot of Better Call Saul. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's why product placement is a thing. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, you're, you're Better Call Saul been... is an excellent show, by the way, with an amazing grasp of how to spend a limited uh, uh, special effects budget. I think. I will say I've not seen a single episode of it. Did you watch Break? Did you watch Breaking Bad? I love Breaking Bad, but my thing is with Netflix, they tend to cancel shit on cliffhangers. So I was waiting for them to finish it, and oh, then no. I'll start because I watch Break. I watch Breaking Bad from the start. Yeah. After it aired, like like I, I started, Same. I started after it aired, so I could just go through it at my pace. Having a wait, if it's as good as Breaking Bad, I won't be able to cope with. So I'm just like, no, if I don't know how good it is, I can watch it later. I'll just I keep it over there. You. I think this is the final season and it starts tomorrow. So oh, okay. it's not getting cancelled. Is it tomorrow? It might be the 19th, I think. Um, and I think, this I, is this, I think this is the final season coming up. So you've got five, you've got five seasons already on Netflix to work your way through while that's airing. So you should be all right. Fucking great. Yeah. Really so I'll great. So that like a, a day... And I'll watch. Uh... <laughs> I'm watching our flag means death at the moment. Is that so? We watched the first half of the first episode and bounced off it very quickly. But the internet likes it a great deal, right? Do we need to go back stick, to it? Do I need to give it another stick, chance? Yeah, stick with it. 
Mm. It takes a little. It's got that weird New Zealand humour that I very much love. Oh yeah, like um, Wellington Paranormal and what we do. Yeah, in the what we do in the shadows. And, yeah, Taskmaster New Zealand. Uh, Fly of the Concords. So we're just naming New Zealand stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a signed what we do in the shadows poster on up on my wall. Oh really? That is a fact. Yeah, for the original yeah. film because Rebecca backed it. Because oh. uh, I love anything Taika Waititi's ever done. But I stick with it because... Rebecca has fantastic taste. Fair play. Rebecca has amazing taste. That's literally... We all know this. Um, except for Rebecca's weakness. Marriage. Is Rebecca re... No, fuck you. Rebecca... <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's weakness is Rebecca really likes films by Matt and Trey, who do South Park. Oh, the amount I'm, of times... I'm kind of I've with watched... them on that. I'm kind of with them on that. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, but the amount of times I've watched Orgasmo... like. I... Oh, how I've not seen Orgasmo since I was 13. Hey, wow. it does not hold up. <laughs> does it not? <laughs> I remember it's really, really liking, is it Basketball? That one's one of those. Basketball, like, it does not hold up. <laughs> really, these these bad films. I bet, they're yeah. just They've got that 90s sort of like, just, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, oh. yep, okay, that's, mm-hmm. Oh, no. I can still watch them, though. But, um... I don't think I'll ever watch those, then, because I, I have such good memories of those being, like, uh, in my young teens. And oh, you think, know, I've got... I've been heartbroken was... to go back now and realise how awful they are. Yeah, for me, it's Adam Sandler films, man. Waterboy, uh... Happy Gilmore, that was my shit. And I'm like, I'm not going back. Right. Can't go back. Don't ever go back, no. Never go back. Never go back to things. Um, although I am currently... <laughs> bizarrely, I'm currently mm. re-watching... Um, the the original like Sonic cartoon, which I bought some DVDs oh, wow. of, and it's it? great. It's so stupid. I guess if it starts stupid, it can't really age badly, can yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's what I'm doing. I still haven't seen the Sonic movie. I should watch that. The second one's apparently really good. Um, oh, no, the, but, so, the first oh, one was the last movie I saw before uh, the pandemic. That was my my oh, last wow. movie in the cinema. What a waste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, uh, I was just going to say that our flag means death was a really interesting thing to have, to, to have come out before this mm. um, because it is basically an LGBT love story with pirates mm. and uh, and this very much you know, wasn't yeah. <laughs> <just laughs> queer baiting with shit pirates yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's so queer bait like, as somebody I love you but I can't yeah <laughs> yeah as, mm. uh, like, I know you you want to say it's like the Doctor's thing and the Doctor's character, but it's a misunderstanding of the Doctor's character. Mm. It truly is because of River Song. Like River Song was such a wonderful thing for the Doctor. The Doctor stayed, you know, like two decades or something in Derillion with River, and they just had a you know a lovely time together. And, like that's mm. that's the ending of that story. The Doctor did stick it out, and it's sort of like oh, it's too hard. I think the Doctor's be done with it now. Be done with it. Ah, oh, I lose people all the time. What's the difference between being friends and being like lovers? Well, um, I didn't think I'd have to be the one to give you this talk now. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I mean, if you're going to lose... two people or... love each other and uh, one of them's regenerate. If you were going to lose yeah, yeah. your best friend mm. or your lover, yeah. right? That's kind of a difficult decision. <laughs> it's going to suck either way, right? So why yeah. even have friends? Are we, are, the, the Matt Smith's <laughs> doctor fought this a bit. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Is this is this like a dad question, just in general? Why even have friends, or is this like why even have? Are we, talking, are have we still friends. talking about Doctor Who? Or no? Okay. That's because he's not really disgusting. I've decided against it. Um, sure. the... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm on, I'm on good behavior today. I'm on good behavior. You're doing very well. You're doing very well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah. trying. Um, yeah. No, I tell you what I watched in the cinema. Uh, mm. After the pandemic, Jackass 4. Oh, Jackass. Wow. That was what got I, you back. You were like, the, I need actually, to, Spider-Man I need brought me back. Spider-Man cinematic experience. I'm going to go and see Jackass 4. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's the thing, right? I don't, I don't, all, the, all these like Ponzi directors who are like, no, in the cinema, mm. you have to watch these really long, boring films where it's just fucking headshots yeah. of people talking. That's uh-huh. not what I want to see someone's cock and balls <laughs> the size of a cinema screen being bit yeah. by a scorpion or whatever. That's you know, cinema. that's what I want to yeah. see. That's yeah. cinema. Yeah. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to see Chris Pontius's <laughs> dick in like Ultra HD. Like otherwise, <laughs> why am I looking at Chris Pontius's dick? Like I don't understand. I think. I think. I think. I think Lumiere said similar, something similar yeah. back in the day. <laughs> The brothers, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jackass Forever is so fucking funny, though. Jesus. It's at the fourth I, one. I, I, I'm not yeah. up on the continuity. Um, yeah, it's the fourth one. It, it doesn't have a huge amount. It does, like, honestly, admittedly, they do go back and do some of their, like, older stunts <laughs> and kind of redo them. Right. But there's but they're, some, presumably, they're, they're all in their, like, late 40s at this point, right? Like, I, No, I, I, yeah, I think there was a line in it, like, Johnny Knoxville gets a severe concussion. And Steve, was like, oh, if you get a concussion like in your fifties, it's bad. But Johnny's forty nine, so be all right. <laughs> but he's like, it's weird because that you they, they bring kind of like some new younger people in, so it can kind of carry on without them. <laughs> like the, yeah, like Star Trek Next Generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah, but they they they're still sort of there floating around and doing their honestly way too oh, fucking like much Star Trek Picard. Ages. Okay, fair enough. Um. <laughs> oh, how are you finding this season of Picard? Oh, they broke my heart, Dan. They broke my heart. Oh no! Wait, I'm one episode behind. I'm one episode behind. Yeah, I think I think it's start. I think the second series, the first couple of episodes, we genuinely watched, and I was like, "This might be good now. This might have. <laughs> they might have fixed." And then, yeah, it gets progress. Or from my perspective, it gets progressively worse. It does um, play to the trope. It just a lot of it just feels. I'm definitely cribbing some of this from the Red Light Media videos on it, but it is that kind of idea of it feels like they don't care about the continuity. And I, I get that. That's fine. Yeah. But that was something I, I invested, like, you know, as a nerdy kid, like I just knew yeah. all of that stuff and it irritates. And it's kind of like, you could just have done a bit of research, just pick up, uh, you know, the Akuda's, um Star Trek chronology book in a charity shop for three quid <laughs> and just check, just check the dates on some of this stuff or, or check if certain characters have already met each other or check if like, there's a reason that 10 forward is called 10 forward. At the front. <laughs> like it's, yeah. So <laughs> it's, I, I can't fault it. Like narratively it just, it's, it's, I think it's trying to do a bit too much. Um, but the uh, um, yeah. <laughs> My favorite bit was Picard going, "No, Guinan, stay on Earth." When there's like fucking World War Three, like two yeah. years away yeah, canonically, yeah, yeah. and you're yeah. like, maybe tell them to come back after the books. Like maybe, maybe yeah. Take a take a take step off when you when you see old Zephram, yeah, circling <laughs> around. That's that's your cue to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zephram the Borg Sphere. That's yeah, the two things. Wait, to keep wait, an eye yeah, out wait, for. wait for that to pass. Yeah, it's <laughs> then pop back. It's just. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I, I must. I must admit, right? Mm. There's one part of it that I love so is it, much. Is it how much free time John DeLacy's getting? 
Is it the it's fact not... that he's 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 managed to get himself on the box art for I think about fifteen cumulative minutes over the course of the show so far? <laughs> no. Is it's it the, the ridiculous stunt casting in the episode you've not seen yet? Is it that? Uh, well, no, I watched the first like five minutes of it. Fucking oh, guys, okay. Baltar appeared, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, I love that guy." Um, uh, I don't sure know who he is. What's going market on there. research team agreed with you. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we just glancing over all my Battlestar Galactica ships next to my Star Trek ships, oh, yeah. and I'm like, I "Yes." Mean- there's a there's a whiteboard somewhere at uh, Viacom with just your face drawn on it. <laughs> it's like that's that's what they were going for. There's one at BBC when it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Dart stuck in it. Yeah, we'll get back to that topic by the way soon. Don't worry, listener. No, this is a Doctor I, I love podcast. the Borg Queen and Girardi. That whole shit. I'm just. I'm like, this is good Borg shit. That's good Borg shit. I agree with you good on that. Good Borg shit. The, I think Borg the Borg Queen, Queen the is actress, the strongest aspect of it, to be yeah, honest. She's but, yeah, she's amazing. Holy shit. Mm. She's the best Borg Queen we've had. To the extent I that I expecting. thought she was... I thought it was the same actor who played her in um, Voyage Club. I knew it was yeah. Alice Grieger, obviously, but I thought I thought that was the same person. It was Carrie. Mm. Carrie was like, no, that's a completely different woman. Mike. I thought that, but I'm re-watching Voyager and I hit the episode I was like, wait, that's not the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit good. mystery boxy. It's a bit shit, but I'm honestly loving that whole mm. thing. And I, 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 just, I just wish I couldn't see the bullet point list that Patrick Stewart submitted at the start of filming for things he wanted in the show. Because there's yeah. definitely like a sense as you're watching of like, Oh, Patrick Stewart wanted a, to wear a tux at some point. Yeah. And he wanted to do this scene and he wanted this scene. He wanted that. Like, there, it feels, I think the, the strongest uh, Star Trek stuff has often been the stuff that Patrick Stewart specifically had the least creative control over. Well, I think that... of his, you know, he, whenever he suggests he wants to be like, you know, the action hero or the, the love interest or whatever, it kind of, I find those, those, those parts are less interesting. Well, he said that he always wanted to, because um, he was he was he had a shit growing up time. His his dad oh, was really? a dick. Like it was really he had like really abusive. I think it was just his dad that was abusive, and there was mm-hmm. uh, a lot of he. He's always said that when he played Picard, he brought a lot of that into it. Interesting. And he said there's a lot of that in Picard. So I thought because we're seeing a lot of his yes. mum in this, we're going to be going that way a little bit. Because that's one of the I, things he's always yes. wanted to put in that character. The audience who are further ahead than you are nodding their heads and oh, like, good. Anything. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of that's the thing that he's that always tracks, wanted to that do. That tracks Picard. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that in the third sense, season, then. they bring back everybody. So fuck it. <laughs> full full next generation uh, thingy, isn't it? Yeah, I like I like how much time they dedicated to explaining why he had an English accent. It's shit like that <laughs> where you're like, you care so much about explaining to me why he has an English accent and why Whoopi Goldberg, a woman who has not aged that much, yeah, <laughs> has <I know>. aged. <laughs> you spend so much time conv- like explaining that to me, to then go, to then not know that we've already seen Guinan at a period yeah. earlier than what we've seen in this show, so therefore she would still look like Whoopi Goldberg at that point in time. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that where you're like you're doing us you're doing fan service, but without the uh, the knowledge of the franchise or like the yeah. stuff that nerds like you and me will have kind of retained since the age we were twelve. You know? Yeah, because it was important to us. Because we were really kids. like yeah, genuinely and. Like, as I think both of us, I, well, definitely true for me, and I, I'm just knowing your work, I assume it is for you. Like, 
that's how I learned what world building was. Like that was as a, oh, yeah. as a kid, like especially Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, the desire to kind of create kind of cohesion and kind of world logic was entirely rooted in that show. And they messed with it and they did retcons and they it was it was totally malleable and writers yeah. forgot what scenes had been in previous episodes, etc. But like this seems aggressively anti-continuity in a way that's kind of like <laughs> I get it, but like it's not doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It feels like the yeah. writers, and this is true of Discovery as well. It feels a bit like the writers feel tied down and limited by the franchise rather than enjoying and extending the franchise. It feels like, like it's almost Dex an albatross does. around their neck. Like who? Sorry, Lower Decks. Lower Decks enjoys and celebrates the franchise, keeps with the canon, and that's the one I enjoy most. Play it as jokes, yeah, yeah, and then it's got. Um... They they are actually pushing the storyline of next generation on. They've blown up the thingy's homeworld. Spoilers for the end of Lower Deck season two. Mm. Um, I think I so, think they're I think yeah I think I think they're very much paramount. I think are deliberately targeting different audiences with different shows. Lower Deck feels yeah. like the like that's the one made for you and me. And then the I think uh, I think Strange New Worlds is going to be on that as well. Could be yeah. Could I, I'm kind of hoping it's that it's that bridging spot between. Sort of, you know, the freak of the week style storytelling yeah. with a little bit of sort of overarching plot. Yeah, there's stuff I love in yeah. Discovery. I, I maintain that Discovery has just a phenomenal cast, like specifically. Yeah. Um, but I just wish Discovery wasn't quite so. Um, it's a tough one to describe. Just quite so kind of chaotic crying, storytelling. Crying breakfast friends. That's what it shouldn't be. So like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Crying, yeah. It just, but that might, but that again. Are we just old and jaded? Like, I, I definitely see a younger audience really engaging with Discovery. And to be honest, like as someone who has a vested interest in Star Trek being around forever, yeah. I'm kind of okay with it evolving and maturing and connecting better with younger people now. That makes a lot of sense to me as well. So, yeah, yeah. more of the I same. See, I, I think the gener, the this upcoming generation, the stuff because like it's us fucking nerds that are making the shit now. <laughs> and we yeah. grew up with that world building of see this is why i've always been more a fan of star trek than star wars is i never got star mm. wars's world building it just mm. felt like a bunch of not interconnected planets that people just kind of fucked around in with no real sense i mean they got bang on about trade negotiations a lot but i don't really <laughs> know what they're trading couldn't tell you what they were trading um it's probably you know, spice it's spice in like 90 percent of sci-fi now it's spice yeah yeah <laughs> fuck it dude uh, but with with um <laughs> Star Trek, you've got, you know, how does the ship, like, all the, the ship had blueprints and shit before they even started writing the scripts because they wanted to make it consistent because mm. it's better if it's consistent. And that sort of world building made it feel like an actual sort of world. And I think Stargate does that as well. Mm. Stargate's constant, like, evolution um, with sort of the technology that they get stays around and they mm. use it. And by the end of Stargate, we've got, like, Earth building their own big ships and it's great. Um, and I think for like currently, like a lot of the shit's being made for kids has a lot of that world building in it. Like Steven Universe, sure, is just that world building. Like I, mean, I, I I'd the argue the Steven Universe, Universe, right? Like I feel like the the Marvel Cinematic a big part of why that's connected. Yeah, definitely. That's again making up some of its continuity retconning as it goes, but. The Marvel Universe feels like a like Feige definitely grew up as a Star Trek nerd, or as a, yeah. I mean, more generally like a comic book nerd as well. Like he definitely has has that interest in interconnected storytelling and kind of yeah, yeah carrying through stories over multiple things. Yeah, and I think it lets you get it lets you slip into the world easier. 
I think with like yeah. the thing where you don't know the structure of the universe, it's harder. F- you have to spend a bit of time getting into you start the universe, especially yeah. if it's like science fiction. You need to kind of know the stakes and the rules and the physics and all these little bits and pieces. With Star Trek, you show me like strange new worlds. I'm going to know what that ship can do, what that ship can't do. Mm. I'm going to know all these things. And when they break that rule, it's going to fuck me off. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's I think that's where, for me personally, Discovery kind of falls down some of the time is it treats it treats Star Trek like iconography rather than like... Mm. you know a world like it's it's a it's a it's a running it's a running joke i make uh to carry with me i'll watch discovery of like everyone discovery is very excited to be in star trek and they kind of shouldn't be they they they, they, that's like they should they should obviously feel joy and feel delight at the awesome things they're seeing and doing but there's definitely a lot of, of nods and winks to camera of like we're in star trek right now everyone that's amazing well there's spock again Exactly. Let's and, talk and about... When you care about that more than kind of creating your own iconography, I think you can go right. Because where it's where it is doing that, it's really cool. And there's, you know, obviously lots of stuff in Discovery that's fresh and interesting and, and that stuff's working really well. But yeah, the the oh shucks, isn't it cool to be in Star Trek is that's the stuff that just kind of immediately bounces me out of the story a little bit. I love the Discovery. It's like, look, it's Kirk, it's Spock, it's all of these characters, it's fucking Pike. And Lodex is like, mm, Tom Paris. <laughs> mm, Chief O'Brien. But somehow, and this is the this is the thing. I need to lower decks is one of those shows I actually need to sit down and like properly look at and analyze the writing yeah. on because they still manage to do compelling philosophical drama around yeah. like the episode of the week. Like there's there's usually a moral or a character figuring out something or kind of a weighing up of two sides of an argument. There's all that stuff that I used to really like in in, in Trek. I don't know how they yeah. do it in 20 minutes. It's wild. Absolutely With, amazing. Yeah, n- massive character beats. Yeah. That they're just... I mean, this the this, this stuff about the relationship with the... Oh, I can't remember her name. Fuck, lead character and her mum. Mm. It's wonderful. It's just... It's wonderful stuff. So, yeah. I, I say I can't remember her name. When you talk about how good the, the cast of Discovery was, I tried to remember their names, and I managed to get as far as Doug Stanhope, but it's not. It's Doug Jones. Doug Stanhope it's would Doug be James. a very, very different... <laughs> Just yeah. Doug Stanhope on the bridge at the Enterprise. <laughs> just drinking and fucking sucks. Yeah, that feels... Gilbert Gottfried on Helm. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> he, um, he passed away this week, didn't he, Gilbert Gottfried? He did. I, just, I discussed this at length in the in the uh, the most recent podcasts with Matt and John. You'll um, be a more successful podcast, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, it's fine. You've got like yeah. you don't have a more successful podcast, you dick. <laughs> that's true. We're both slumming it right now. I had yeah, no idea how slum big it. that show had gone. Like someone pointed out to me the other day that it's like one of the bigger gaming podcasts now. I love that. It's I put so little effort into it. It's great. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> well, happy with that. I mean, um, it's been 23 minutes. I don't think we talk about Doctor Who yet, so we don't. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, there's other stuff. I've still got to talk about Chris Pontius's dick some more. Like that's. I think the audience is honestly just happy to not hear you. I think we're all myself, the audience. We know you're about to start screaming when you think about Doctor Who, so we're all just enjoying this kind of calm before the storm a little bit. We're just kind of bedding in, getting comfortable. Um, I mean, let's let's. All right, all right. We're going there. We're going there. Let's finally. Yeah. Finally, yeah. Dig into it, then. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Picard. We've talked about Discovery. Jackass Forever. Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> we talked about. What else have we talked about? I've talked about Elden Ring. Yeah, that's fucking good, isn't it? 
See, I've not played it. I've not played it yet. What? It's on. I've been. I've been doing a lot of work and a lot of traveling recently. I've barely, barely played anything. Um, I will so get I'll to. Tell you, we'll my get team, a fucking Steam Deck. My team mate. loves it. Huh? Get a Steam Deck then, mate. That's what you They're want. Massive. No, I do like Steam Decks. I love it. I tried one for the first time the other the other day, and it was like, yeah, it's, they're they're bigger than you expect them to be. But they're lighter. They feel nicer. They're co- more comfortable than a yeah. Switch, I find, because yeah. they're sculpted no, for cool. human hands. Not they are cool. And Nintendo thinks well. That was that's what was well to me. How what it, how well how how much it can run is crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm replaying Fallout Four on it. It's good shit. Um, yeah. it screams. I must admit. It's uh, got noise. It's, it was very ver- very early hardware as well as software. Well, I mean, it is to I an do, extent, isn't it? They're kind of figuring I out. I love but the thing. Very cool. But I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you what, Mike, I'm going to say something here. Mm. You're not going to believe it. I genuinely yeah. believe, and I'm yeah. 40 hours in at the moment, Okay. Elden Ring can keep this up. I think Elden Ring is the best game ever made. Okay. And that's I, a, I lot there's a lot of... I think a lot of people of mine who agree with you. Um, many of them it have is. messaged me in the last few months. Yeah. <laughs> like every single corner you go around, you'll find something new. That's what I've heard. That's what that honestly, that's the stuff that's much more interesting to me than like the difficulty debate and everything. Like the, yeah. I've heard the world is incredible. Um, it, it yeah, really, my team's really adore, is... my, We have a we have a we have a like a random chat channel um, like for the team on our Slack, and it is ninety percent Elden Ring at this point, and ten percent F one. That's that's it. That's all they talk about now. <laughs> Uh, so oh, did they all? Did every was everyone playing F one Delta Time? I don't think anyone's playing. That's the NFT one, right? It's shut it's, down. Yeah, I, I saw your video earlier. That was the first I've heard of it, and it's like, <laughs> but, but I don't understand, Dan. So clearly, you you, you must be confused because NFTs are uh, lost forever, um, and I have control as a user of my NFT. Um, so the game must still exist because I I, I own. I own a part of it, so I, I, well, I think maybe that's bad journalism on your part. Like, cause... they ha- I, like I said in the video, Mike, they have offered mm. comparable rarity of cars in a different game. No, but I have this car. I bought it. I own it. Yeah, all they're offering you is to take the F out of your NFT because that's that's been fungible, isn't it? Being given a different thing I for the thing. You, that you I have. think you must be confused because I own these things, and that <laughs> you want you can't take that away from me. I own it. Um, it's the future. It's Web three. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, web but three point. What, How many what, Web three point things have we heard in our if, fucking life? If what you if what you were describing was true, then NFTs would be a pointless waste of time and arguably an enormous <laughs> pyramid scheme, uh, which multiple uh, corporations of enormous size uh, and various celebrities have kind of endorsed for their own gain rather than to bring about. Um, a better economic future for everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling to accept that as a possibility. I think you're. I think. You're, <laughs> I think you just need to do your research. I think you just need to learn a little bit more about how this works, Dad, because you sound, you sound a bit technically illiterate. Uh, it's. It seems like you're, you're locked into a very kind of small kind of mindset. You, you, you lack vision. Um, I'll be hodling myself, you know, because because <laughs> <laughs> you spent. Two hundred and eighty dollars on a two what was it that tweet Jack's first tweet that went up for sale for forty nine million and sold for two hundred and eight dollars. Two forty nine million and it just sold for just straight two hundred and eighty dollars or something. It's oh it's a nightmare. It's it was a very interesting way of finding out like which people do not do research before endorsing stuff. I found yeah. that first, that one was quite useful. That was quite interesting. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all bollocks, isn't it? Uh, just just and to be speaking, clear to the audience, I was speaking sarcastically earlier. It's all and, bollocks. And speaking of it all being bollocks, Hello. we'll talk about Doctor Who now. <laughs> There we go. Welcome. I, I, welcome was, I didn't know if I was going to go to Chris Pontius or if I was going to go to Dr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Mike Bithell. Um, this is my... <laughs> yeah, this is Jackass. Anyway, so, yeah. The Return of the Sea Devils. The Return of the Sea Devils. Now, I don't know where they from before. Tell me to catch us up, Dr. I don't know. They're kind of a weakness in my brain. I don't really know anything about them. And after this episode, I still don't know anything about them. <laughs> they're like um, they're like turtle pirates. They're like turtle pirates, but they're not pirates. Mm. I think she said, "Look, like, why have you got a boat? You could just swim." And they're like, "Because thematics." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've got this budget, and by God, we're going to spend every penny. No, one of the, <laughs> the reason they've got a ship is because presumably there was a set for a ship built somewhere. Uh, that they had access to. That would be my assumption. I think it was, actually a a, a, it was they actually shot it on a boat. They actually shot it at sea. Uh, not at sea, but there was a, a moored boat. I think is where they shot it. Huh. That's one approach to um, social distancing, I suppose. Yeah. Speaking of which, the bubble on Netflix surprisingly funny. Uh, if you've not tried it, the bubble. They, the bubble. It's a com- It's a Judd Apatow comedy film about a cast of actors trying to shoot um, Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park, don't call it Jurassic Park, but it's Jurassic Park during a pandemic. And hilarity ensues, and it's actually surprisingly funny from what you'd assume from the trailer, the cast, (laughs) and everything else about it. It's actually a pretty solid have a beer, have some laughs kind of movie. It gets a mic thumbs up. Anyway, back to this. Wasn't there a, a... Semi reality TV show called The Bubble. Probably. David Mitchell. Oh my mm. God, I've remembered it. Dave, I think it was David Mitchell hosted it. And basically, he put loads of comedians in a the house. Second, for a week. The second best host in his household. <laughs> David Mitchell. Second, yeah, really is. Um, so he, he put loads of comedians in a house for a week and then brought them yeah. out and then asked them questions about what had happened in the world that week. Right, that, I do. Oh, I oh, oh, it's flooding back. No, you're one hundred. This was like ten years ago, right? This yeah, is it was a back. long time ago. Oh, I'm unlocking these memories. That's wild. Yes, one hundred percent. I watched that. I one hundred percent watched that. I completely forgot about that show. Yeah, because they kept them in a bubble, and then yeah, like you say, they had to answer trivia questions about things that happened in the news. That's a really good premise for a show. <laughs> we need to bring that back. We need to, we need to call that Russell T Davies. <laughs> Although, I guess Chibnall's available, right? I'm sorry. I've just had some breaking news. <laughs> um, you know, we were just talking about NFT things being a scam. Are you, as, in, as in you're browsing the internet while we record this? As in, Matt just sent me a link as we're recording this with the caption, Oh my God. Doctor Who um, NFTs? They've already done that, haven't they? they have oh yeah, they NFT. did that card game thing. It's, it's bollocks. Um, yeah. Axie Infinity, which is like the big game. That's the big one, yeah. That's as, that's the one, and it's had like a financial, massive financial problems over the last couple of months, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, apparently they stole, someone's just stolen $600 million of tokens from them. No, again, oh, this is embarrassing, Dan. I'd like to apologize to the audience. That can't happen. 
Um, when things are on the blockchain, uh, there's no way you can steal them. Um, there, it's entirely supported by smart contracts oh to prevent like, any like, of this from happening. Like, do you know who they, who, who did it, who hacked them? I, at this point, Elon Musk. I don't know who did it. Who did it? U.S. authorities this week tied North Korean hackers to the historic 695 million Axie Infinity crypto swindle. No. So maybe that's the headline, is that that's the breaking news bit. So that's um, funded North Korea for a couple of years then. It looks like, yes, wow. NFTs fund North Korea. I, I, I'm I going to have to look it up because this, this has been explained to me many times by bro, crypto bros. <laughs> this can't possibly happen. So is that new? Did that already happen? Or is, I oh, think it's that, just, been that, recently that... linked to North Korea? It's been recent. It's been linked. Oh, apparently. So apparently, the hack happened on the second of April. Yeah. The news article right, right. I'm reading was yesterday. They announced that it was uh, North Korea. What did it? Fun. <laughs> That's fun, isn't it? That's a sign that we're there. It just feels. It feels very badly written. The world right um, now. I know people I mean, have been saying head- that for a little while, but it just. It's derivative. It's just kind of like. <laughs> the headline. From Markets Insider is, a hacker just stole over $600 million in crypto. Experts explain the historic swindle and why cyber attacks shouldn't discourage adoption of digital assets. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Dude, if North Korea can steal your shit from North Korea, where they've got one Windows 3.1 PC hooked up to the internet, you are you're just fucked. Just... Like, that is a fucked system. The, the challenge here is, the problem oh, is, hilarious. the reason folks have been able to make so much money on these kind of platforms is the lack of regulation, is that there's no legal oversight. Yeah. So when something like this happens, that's the obvious and inevitable outcome of an unregulated marketplace. It's decentralized, Mike. It's decentralized. <laughs> it doesn't go through, like, it's like I having like the, the internet. I like the way switching roles on this yeah. throughout. It's great. <laughs> it's like... It's like our positions how... are very fungible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's it's like how when you browse the internet, you don't want a firewall because that'll no. centralize it. That'll like have something to stop bad yeah, shit happening. You want, you want, want like a free fall, like a wild west kind of situation. Yeah, especially everyone, when you're with money. Especially with everyone money. in the wild west had a really good time, and it yeah. was it was a real good time for everybody totally safe. involved. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. very dependable, solid economic basis for a society, yeah. Yeah, light on rape, light on murder. Good time. Mm. Everyone, oh, lots of people. Light on those things. Wow. <laughs> was it like, 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 I mean, I didn't like say like there was this. none, Mike. Like, <laughs> no, no. What a world. What a world we live in. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, it's... It, I mean, like the F one, they the, it closed because F one were like, no, we're not going to give you the license anymore. Like yeah. you've not. That sounds pretty centralized to me. That centralizes like they lost the that's, license. That's so you the lost other all your aspect money. of all this is all of the like the assumptions that we're just going to throw out copyright and IP ownership yeah. in on yeah. an international level is clearly someone who's never negotiated a licensing contract. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, How many have you done of those? Fuck me. I've done oh, a couple. They're uh, they're so tricky. They're tricky. Many. tricky. But reasonable <laughs> tricky. because people put a lot of work into building up. If you've heard of something, 
that means someone's worked really hard to build it up into something. Uh, yeah. So you can't just go anyway. It's a whole thing. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking oh. of a whole thing, mm. <laughs> let's try to get back to talk to who. I've got I've got shit to do in four hours time. I need to those eyelids. Need... <laughs> I'm just gonna fall asleep. You're on your third beer. We're fucked, mate. We're really... I am. I'm, I'm working my way through. I'm working my way through. Uh, um, tweet me. What and were tell your me thoughts on the episode? My thoughts on the episode. I I was I was pleased to see an interesting location and setting that that I've not one boat. I can't say again. One boat. No, I mean just that era and that part of the world. Mm. It's just it's something I've not seen recently in Doctor Who, so I was kind of that's nice. Rather than like Victorian London, I was quite happy to see something a bit more interesting. Um, I thought I still don't fully understand what was going on with the fish. That's my main concern or challenge. Um, well, Chris Chibnall introducing a massive, massive world-changing thing and then forgetting about it by the end of the, the episode. Well, you texted me, like, did they get swallowed by the fish or not? Yeah, Are I kept working. The <laughs> they woke up confused. in the crystal maze. They woke up in the crystal maze. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like. I don't know. It was very... That was... Yeah, so it just... It felt, it felt like a lot of these kind of... These episodes where... I don't really understand the stakes. I definitely don't understand the rules that you're just allowed to like jump, like the, like leaving mid mid episode to go back in time somewhere else is like that breaks like ninety percent of the previous episodes of Doctor Who. Um, yeah, I mean, because like, so here's let me throw back to an example in yeah. the absolutely underrated episode Hyde uh, mm. with Matt Smith and Clara. Uh, mm. This there's basically the house that they're in is like got some weird shit going on. So the doctor kind of goes to like the beginning and end of the earth and mm. just has a quick check. He like check just to detect these signals, like, like all the way through it. And so he just pops in the TARDIS, goes all the way to the past, goes all the way to the future, like where the earth's destroyed and then comes back with Clara and Clara's like, okay, I just literally saw the entire planet die. and has like a massive existential yeah. crisis about it that they then get to discuss. And mm. like, it, it's a character moment it's uh i mean i miss clara like that's how bad this fucking shit's got well, it's, it's, i mean to be fair they had characters back then which made that yeah. stuff a lot easier um yeah. i don't yeah. fully understand i still can't really describe the driver the drivers and the emotional mindsets of any of the main characters in this show because it feels dan like likes, dan likes outfits Dan likes outfits. He, he can just shit out Dan. Chinese history that no one on earth knows. Well, that makes sense, right? Because he is a history buff. Like, I, I kind of... Nope, I kind he's of a like Liverpool that. history buff. So I don't then? think Liverpool was invaded by the Chinese at any point. So I don't really think that he yeah, would know. You know. Nah, you know he's got a book on his shelf. You know he's no, got he a book on have, his shelf. No, we saw his shelves. He didn't have oh, books on his shelves. Okay, he was so really poor. Again. <laughs> I... No, I, I can buy that. I, I kind of, I wish they did more with that kind of thing with him of like him half remembering history. I think that's a, like that's so much more fun with the kind of pub quiz team level of historical knowledge that he probably possesses. That would be cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, there's one episode left, so. Yeah, we're not going to get that. That's fine. No. Um, I'm excited for a single lesbian kiss to wrap it up. Is that going to happen? I don't know. I, should we get that? Should we go there? Should we go there with the queer baiting? Well, they've been they've been talking they've been talking a lot about how it wasn't until Flux that Chris Chibnall realised that people were thinking that 
oh, these characters are going to get together. Like there was a, there was a uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was somebody on stage chatting about this, and they were like, "Yeah, we didn't we didn't really re- think about it until Flux." Mm, like, and that shows because so, there's absolutely no there's textual nothing. support of nothing, it up yeah. to that point. Yeah, because I'm going to say this now: the internet will ship any fucker with any other fucker on screen, as it should. As it should. That's absolutely cool. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Ship ship to your heart's content. I think the issue is that the writers <laughs> of the show were not in on it until very very late in the day. Um, I'm just saying, just... I've ne- I've never seen any like shipping of Thomas was alone, but I'd like to. Oh, so after this, please oh, feel free no, to draw some, rule thirty four of Thomas was alone and send it to I've my seen, I've seen rule thirty four of Thomas was alone. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Dude, that's it's just a... Tetris, mate. That's just Tetris. Just... I, mean, I mean, basically, that was the joke. It was it was it was Tetris with a little bit of uh, vibration applied. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who did that, but that's fucking amazing and Very I love it. Very educational. <laughs> I learned a lot looking at that animated gif about the world, about myself as a writer. Um, and that's why, you know, I went back and I added two levels at the end of Thomas Was Alone that made it canon. Um, <laughs> no, it just, it feels, what's happening now, so I totally, I love the idea of like uh, something coming out of the community and the, the creators of the thing and enjoying that and kind of bringing it in. The yeah. problem, I I mean, not the problem, but the, the, the limitation here is it doesn't feel like that's what they're doing. It feels like what they're doing is kind of nodding and winking to that audience and not actually delivering a, a, a love story. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not a love story. There's no, you could do that story, but they don't seem interested in doing that so much as just kind of hinting at it. Um, and yeah. it's like, and I think, and this is where the kind of the queer baiting kind of thing comes in is like, We've seen that. We've seen lots and lots and lots of pop culture do that for quite some time. Um, And it's just a bit Like fucking Dumbledore (laughs) and uh, uh, Grindelwald. That's the fucker in it. Well, that's the the cliche, isn't it? It's like the the three-minute scene that you can remove from... Three minutes. Mike, Mike, Mike. They cut all the gay references from the new Fantastic Beast so they could show it in China. Do you That's know how much prob- of the film Go on. they cut? Six Go on. seconds. Okay, I was overestimating that film. I've not seen it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, seen not, really it. Checked, I've, not, I've not really checked in on J.K. Rowling or the Harry Potter universe for some time. Is anything interesting happening there? Or um, No. Uh, okay, let's I'll start, just continue to not pay attention. I'll continue to not pay attention to it. It's fine. Um... <laughs> Now, actually, on that on that topic, so originally yeah. the whole point of like Grindelwald and Dumbledore, which was not in Harry Potter at all, but afterwards James mm-hmm. talking about, it, it was like, oh, they loved each other and they couldn't fight because they loved each other so much. In the in the films, apparently, it's now there's a curse on both of them that they can't ever think about harming the other one. So it's actually not something they're controlling. It's uh, also it's not love. Then it's not love. No, no, they do love each other, but six seconds worth in a fucking five and a half hour film. That's that's literally. That's literally the loophole that was used for the Kirk Uhura kiss, right? Yeah. Back in yeah, the day, they were under mind control. That's ridiculous that we're still there this much. This, you know, <laughs> 60 years later. That's wild. I'll just say this now. We're not yeah. still there. Uh, because I've watched like shit like Steven Universe, uh, which is for kids. In, uh, but yeah, no, I, yes. I some, mean, people, of, some people are still there. Apologies. Some people are still yeah. there. Yeah. Some people are still there. Stop being there, people. Stop being there. You fucking homophobic cunt. 
Yeah, I'll say it. I don't give a shit. J.K. Rowling, I will physically fight you if I could. Like you've ruined <laughs> so much. Like J.K. Rowling, she, yeah. If she had finished Harry Potter and then like gone and done loads of charity work and shit with money, like because mm. if you write someone like that, you don't follow it up. Fuck that noise. Just give up. Um, and she just every now and then been tweeted like, "Oh hey guys, today is Hippogriff Day. What's your favorite color of fucking potion?" Like if she had just treated shit like that, yeah. Like, Tom Hanks might be, you know, a really horrible person. I don't need to know that. I'm fine with yeah. Tom Hanks keeping chill, just staying quiet about it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, it's wild, the whole the whole situation there and just the amount of kind of negative impact it has both on, you know, obviously the people that are being, but most importantly, the people who are being acted against, but then just yeah. the thousands of people working, continuing to work on this stuff whose work is just being associated with just abhorrent... Yeah, like sucks. the opening weekend for Fantastic Beasts 3 was like half of the last film. Like, mm. she's just killed, like, you need to crowbar her off of the thing that she made to continue it. But you won't, because she's probably very clever and has probably kept the rights of that locked fucking down. Mm. Um, which is just going to kill it. She's just going to kill it. And when she's killing it, she's going to blame other people. And she's just going to dig that hole and dig that hole and dig that hole. Yeah. And fucking end up like Graham Linehan, whatever the fuck that twat's doing. I think crying on TV because he's um Oh the trans himself. people took his wife away, didn't they? Mm, yeah. All those trans people were trying to, you know, live their lives away from him while he was doxing them and being a cunt. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiots these people. They really are. They you know who really else is just... Dan? You know who else is an the person who budgeted the uh, visual effects budget for this episode. <laughs> he went, okay, the cool Godzilla creature no, that has no explanation of managers. I'm going to pull back from that statement because that person's not an idiot. That person did a really good job of shipping the episode and I'm not knocking that person because I've been in that person's position before now. But <laughs> just do a little less. And that's not that's obviously not the that's not the VFX team's fault. That's, that's everyone else's fault. But like, just like, just work within your means like i i can't think of an episode of doctor who in recent memory where the vfx are the thing that made the episode great it yeah. always comes down to story character concepts Dude, alice is the big finish that's just words i think it's the, words the job, and sound effects there should be like a hippocratic oath for doctor who of like first do no harm like just your job as a VFX person on, or your job when asking a VFX person to do a job on Doctor Who is to not make them overstretch, I think. Because yeah. it's it's a shame. It's a real shame because, yeah, there's just some stuff in this which is just like, I feel for the team because you know how ridiculous probably the, the scheduling was. Um, yeah. Because, you know, these, these, sh these shows are done by teams who are capable of awesome stuff if given the space to do so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah, look I, at the I, the little bits of CGI and stuff in Polybius, which we did on no budget. I say we, I was an actor in it, I didn't do shit. But like, it was it's a no budget sort of <laughs> the film. Oh, sure, Dan, yeah. No, carry yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, like, you know, but the, the, this, the, there's, you know, some of them look a bit ropey, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but there's a lot of good shit in there. Yeah, I mean, my you just choose your battles. You always choose your battles. You just go, yeah. what's the most important stuff? And and this is true of every game we've ever shipped as well. Of like, there's things that you let go because you know you're not going to yeah. get to them. Yeah, same with you know. Sometimes gotta... you go to an event and you see someone playing a game you worked on. 
and they're mocking openly to their friend a thing that you had to make that choice on. It, it stings you right in the heart. That's a that's a topic for outside of the podcast, probably. Um, <laughs> that's after the podcast. That's where after I get the podcast. I'll tell you that story. Um, but yeah, no. You lay um, down and I sit on the chair and I go, how did that make you feel? That's what it is. Yeah, people weird. hear people hear the bit where I'm providing the support to you. They don't hear the other side of that conversation. It happens <laughs> after we record. Um, <laughs> but, it's because uh, you're a secretly a horrible person. I like to edit that out so people like you still. This is becoming a bit of a so this has become a running joke on my other uh, better, let's be honest, podcast. <laughs> that like I'm secretly a monster and that we have to do a lot of effort to the editing to make me sound like a good person. I'm gonna yeah, lean into I'm, that. I think that's yes, one hundred percent. Can confirm, yeah. I'll confirm yeah. that. That's canon. Yeah, that's canon. Mike, Put Mike it on your... monster. Yeah, no, I'll take it. I'll take it. Put it on your Wikipedia. Or your Wikipedia, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Wikipedia. My Wikipedia, I, I I looked at for the first time in genuinely in about like 10 years the other day. And I went in the, the history. My page has been contested so many times because <laughs> people just try and post like jokes about me from things I've been on or whatever. And then they always get edited. The best one, and I, 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 I need to meet this person. Was there's a line on I think on my Wikipedia it's something like like Mike is uh I want to say it says like noteworthy UK developer or something and someone had gone in and contested that and said I wouldn't say he's noteworthy <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else was like no he's pretty noteworthy and the other guy's like no he's not citation needed I've never heard. it's just this interesting debate about whether I was valid as a human being it's great um, I enjoy <laughs> yeah I mean my Wikipedia page got taken down mate. I don't even know if it's back up now. <laughs> what is that? Is that like just fans like messing with it? No, no, just I've done, I'm not I'm not anybody that anybody would care to know about in the future. I think it's the... oh, that's a horrible, damning criticism. Just I don't give a shit. I oh. do. I'm, I'm here to entertain the people that are here now. Fuck the future. I don't give a shit. I'm here to I'm here to make podcasts for a TV show that <laughs> I stopped liking years ago. <laughs> You did. You did. <laughs> this podcast isn't actually a. I, I I I tweeted earlier that we were doing this, and the number of people who replied were like, "I'm not even going to bother watching the show. I'm just there for the <laughs> for the pointless chat." So yeah, there you are. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on to beer two in a second. I think. Um, so so is there anything of note that we want to talk about about this episode? Because I feel like we need to pull it back just a little bit. All right, uh, the yeah. awful green font that started it. We did that. We talked about that. We did that. Green the... font on blue background. Any graphic designer in the world tell you strong choice, strong, <laughs> solid choice. Was, I think makes, they makes scientifically. Your eyes sing. It's good. They scientifically look for the worst shade of green as well. <laughs> it, was, it was like that green that nobody in the history of the universe has ever painted a wall in, unless they're having some sort of mania episode. <laughs> There's like, actually, that's a, have you heard of go away green? Here's my trivia. No. You heard that? So there's a specific no, oh, shade of green that's, it's, it's a much nicer green than the one that was in the episode. But it's, a, it's like a, <laughs> this is fuck off green. That's what this is. Well, this is what, no, this is what this is. So this is, this is a green that's used um, by, uh, in like uh, the Disney theme parks. They'll paint yeah. things they don't want you to notice in this incredibly boring green color. And it works. So, like, they'll if you're walking around like a Disney theme park, you'll and you're looking for it because you won't notice it otherwise. You'll just see like anything that's like a like a like a cleaning supply cupboard or like you know a crane being used to put something up or whatever. They're all in this boring go away green color, 
and you just don't notice it if you're not looking for it. It's weird. It's like an invisibility cloak. This is the opposite that is of that. This is this is <laughs> look at me, look at me, green. It's very different. This is as I was saying about gay people, Green. <laughs> what? Of course, just through but mid vomit. It was it was like Glenna's Twitter account through just reams of vomit. Right. Just you vomit between every tweet. I do normally. He's gone right. now, and he's ah. Oh, they got rid of him, and he's on whatever thing Trump launches next. Well, Elon Musk on my Twitter, and then freedom of speech and whatever. <laughs> so I don't have enough freedom on this platform. That I can say anything I want on. Why? Why can't I? You know. Yeah. Fuck with yeah. the. Uh, what would you like to say market? that you can't say, Dad? What would you like to say? You like to fuck with the stock market. No, I'd like. I mean, Elon Musk. I want to say a lot about him, but I don't want to at the moment. Um, <laughs> he might own this podcast pretty soon if we call him a cunt. I've already. Um, so I, I. He owns fifty percent because I sold him my half of it. Oh, you don't own half. Um. um <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt owns the whole thing right now. Matt. Matt owns the whole thing. That is how I Matt is definitely <laughs> listening to and editing this. <laughs> no, <laughs> Elon. <laughs> I've got loads of horrible shit I want to, horrible jokes I want to make. I'm not going to. I'm really no. trying to be good in this episode. That's all right, Matt. We won't do it. Don't worry. You don't have to listen to this. You can just I'll post it up without checking anything. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you what, though. If we track yeah. Elon Musk's plane in this podcast, he'll fucking buy this podcast off of us like that. What? We track his plane. Yeah, there was that Twitter account like a month ago <laughs> that was like tracking his plane. That's creepy. That's creepy. And like, well, because it's public. It's a public thing. So it's just like, where's Elon Musk's private plane? Because it's, mm. it's public information has to be there. So it's just like tweeting mm. it. And Elon like was like, please stop doing this. I'll give that you five creepy. grand. I'll give you five grand. The guy was like, I'll have fifty thousand. Elon's like, no. And he's like, lol. And now he's just tracking other really rich billionaires' planes as well. <laughs> That's... And Twitter won't do anything about it because it's just public knowledge that you can just pull up. You literally just search little, for the tail it's number. It's a little extortionary, though, isn't it? That's a little bit. It is, but right, it's hilarious yeah. because it's happening to that a creepy. I guess I'd find that very creepy if that happened to me. I wouldn't like that. I think we should have a rule, right? If you hit a billion in your don't bank don't track account, my private just... jet, please, people. Um, <laughs> just leave it alone. It's the one shape like Thomas. Them, Thomas was alone. <laughs> it's, just it's, just a, it's just a rectangle. It, doesn't, yeah, it won't just... take off, so it's fine. <laughs> you got to tip it on your side, and then the wind gets underneath it, and it's a kite. Basically, that's what you fly around. And it's that's a kite. A, yeah, that's right. Kite man. That's what they call me. Yeah. Um, until, no, well, well, until Warner Brothers stepped in and then we had to come up with a different name, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think you mean the Discovery Network. Oh, it is now it's Warner Bros. Yeah. There you go. There you that's go. Gonna, that's going to be fun for the Harry Potter franchise going forwards. And DC. Mm. Mm. Um, I expect DC's going to have pretty much the exact same Marvel setup with their own Feige pretty fucking soon. Have because you seen, because I was doing a Kite Man reference, I feel you didn't know what Kite Man was. So I Kite Man's tell from you. Batman. He is from Batman. Have you been watching the Harley Quinn animated show, though? That's fantastic. No, but I've got a Lego minifigure of him. It was in one of the collectible ranges. Oh, there you go, then. <laughs> but you should, you should watch Harley Quinn, the, that's the animated show. It's this kind of yeah, genre no, I see, I, post-Rick and Morty adult cartoons. It's one of yeah. the stronger ones. It's good. I do, I've seen a little bit of it, because Matt mm. really likes his Batman. Oh. I try and keep up with all things Bat. Yeah, and indeed, Matt. 
No, what I was saying, when, when yeah. I think, right, if you earn a billion, like if you've got a billion in your bank account or your total bank accounts, sure. I think just a red dot should appear on your forehead, right? With a countdown. Please, please stop writing shit sci-fi to, on the show, Dan. Come on, this is... And you have you to get it under... You sell this. You've got to get your money back under a billion. You're not allowed yeah. to get a billion. Like, you're just not allowed. You'll be killed. Yeah. Like, companies, you can't even spread it or share it like everything. So you've got to, like, sort of just get rid of it quickly and that'll be you can imagine that like yeah it's like a it it could almost be a christmas movie (laughs) just made money and now they're coming for him what's the name of the movie what's the name of the movie um (laughs) you can know i've got a tagline hold on tight (laughs) that's solid we need a title (laughs) though we need a title for the movie Um, where you become a billionaire people come and hunt you down and kill you you think um, I'm good at titles? My thing is called Fuck Yeah Video Games and the Paradox Paradox. <laughs> I'm going to come up titles, with it. Man. And that's the hashtag for the episode. Oh. <laughs> What's the... What is it? Um, What's the... Ooh. What's the... Oh, God. This is... Billionaire uh, mindset. There's probably something around that. Around the mindset, the, uh, the grind, all of that kind of... Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, all that, all that um, bullshit. All that, all that bullshit stuff that, that people say to teenagers. Someone compared oh, no. me. Got oh, the go title. On. I got yeah. the title. Tell it's me. called "This Is the Future Liberals Want." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny, I mean, but you'd watch it's it. Based... <laughs> what I love about that title is it's both an awful title, obviously, but more importantly. <laughs> It's a title of a film that was literally a pitch for something you wanted. I don't think you'd describe <laughs> yourself as a liberal. Um, I think you'd probably call yourself a leftist, right? I'm a fucking nightmare. That's what nightmare. I am. I'm a fucking nightmare. I politically am a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I'm like slapping the green pie going, just fucking like nuclear power for fuck's sake. That's where I stand. <laughs> and stop being transphobic. Slap. Oh no, the Green Party you know are transphobic. Whoa, 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 Did the Green Party do something awful? Uh, for a while, yeah, they got like a bit of a transphobic problem because they're a British institution. No, oh, of course, yeah, they're in Britain, so yeah. You Checks know what my, 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 mm. my political allegiance is? Basically just Camp Binface. That's yeah, what I think I... Somewhere be between Camp Binface, yeah, yeah mm. and wants to raving loony party because a 99p coin will be useful. Let's just be honest with that. That would be useful. <laughs> That's over a lot of time. <laughs> it would. Uh, it's good. Uh, actually, everything would come ninety-eight p. You just end up trying to work out change, and you'd fucking give up, wouldn't you? Jamie. Fox. Spe- speaking of giving up, as an hour into the podcast, in someone compare me to Gary Vee. Do you know who Gary Vee is? I was very upset by this. He's yeah, one who's of those Gary guys, He's one of those. He's one of those kind of billionaire grind set. You know, one of those those oh. people grind um, set. Jesus and someone, Christ. someone said, a word like, I've someone never just, heard before." I, like, I get obviously, I get said like you know mean stuff, but. Someone like try. I think trying to be nice said like, "Oh, you you've got the same kind of mindset as as this Gary V guy." I just was incredibly offended by it. I was just like, "That's <laughs> no, because I make things, don't I?" That's... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what we I, I I I enjoy when people yeah people try and do that to me like, "Oh, you know, you started your own company, you doing these sort of things," and I'm like, "Yeah, my mm. job now is kind of like sitting in the shower and crying because my characters don't aren't in the right places in the timeline story that I made up." That's yeah. my. You are. That's you, you know are, what? I got up at four p.m. and I ate chips. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. 
What was it? Is it which which one is it? Wahlberg who put up a thing where he like goes to the gym five times before eleven a.m. Yeah, that's amazing. Just stay stay there in it. <laughs> just stay there. You yeah. Have just just yeah. 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 I don't believe him. I just I refuse to believe him. And nothing in his history can uh, leads me to believe that he would be an honest person. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to think of allegedly, the title of that show. Allegedly, like, allegedly, 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 allegedly. You know, we we can say Boris mm. Johnson lied to Parliament because he did. That's not allegedly yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, right. te- is it is it technically a crime? Can we call him a criminal? I mean, he was fined by the police for breaking the law, so. Yes. That, I can't remember what the legal. This is this is where I can see my 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 little Batman style telephone with the red flashing light to my lawyer flashing. Now <laughs> as I go, I will have to double check on that before I make that statement in public. But yes, I mean we're an hour into recording, but I think only about ten minutes into the podcast. So don't, <laughs> cut, 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 cut. That's all going. Cut, cut. Um, Matt, like yeah, like Matt edits any of this. I've seen I've seen this podcast <laughs> go up ten minutes. After I send the file, <laughs> I tell Matt when Matt asks how much editing is needed, the phrase I like to use is "rip its horns off and wipe its ass," nice. which, just, which is, just means just put the intro and outro on, fucking leave it. Yeah, it was used by a bad guy in the amazing TV show Hustle, which everybody should watch because I've missed that show so much. Oh, I need to go back to that because I loved that when it aired. I think we've talked it's about so on this show before, haven't we? Well, because I want Adrian Lester to play the Doctor, so, you know. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, mm. Doctor Who. Um, I like the bit where the, the big... So why were there no wide shots of the first Sea Devil? Was it because it was supposed to be really big? Because it was holding a man? I never actually got the scale of that first Sea Devil. I was confused by that. Yeah, I kept expecting that to show up in the third act, but then I... I remember it was a Chibnall episode, so that was probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I assumed it would uh, that would be a yeah a thing. I was expecting like yeah, like you know, kaiju sea devil basically. Yeah, but it wasn't. Point. It was just a small man in the statue. But they didn't have a wide shot. I don't think they had a single wide shot of him there. Uh, maybe, cat- they did, I- maybe they did it, and it looked weird, and that's why they replaced it with the fish thing for no, that we that we had no explanation of. Yeah, Maybe it was meant was to be a... a big dude. Maybe it was meant to be a big sea devil. And that looked wonky, yeah. so they put in a fish. Maybe. Who just vanished and we never thought about again. But would make sense if it was like a big sea devil. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're overthinking it potentially. What's I've got the, the name score of the on film. Gallifrey for it? What's the name of the film before we go to Gallifrey or whatever? The Billion Dollar Contract. It's not, it's not it. It's not it. Done. Done. Because contract, like an assassination contract, but also he's signing a contract. (laughs) I keep trying to, I keep circling around something around the whole um, go woke. Was it go woke, be broke? No. Go go woke, go broke or something. There's something there about like, I'm trying to think how a like a a, a right wing person would name this film. Basically, like it's got to be it's got to be a pun on like woke and headshots and broke and like. I, I'm still team contract. Hit bread contracts. Breadshot. There you go. Breadshot. Bread it's a socialist agenda. You see, so you got to do the bread thing. So bread breadshot. Okay, that's pretty good. Might be a bit too clever though, it's, to be honest. It's not. 
Yeah. I don't know if it he's going to like, train Someone's about and... to shoot fucking Loaf of Hovis, isn't it? <laughs> just that kid at the start of the Hovis advert oh, just going oh, down the hill oh. on his bike. No, I've, I've done it. I've, I've done it. It's red shot, isn't it? Red shot. Red shot, because it's socialist agenda. Yeah, but if it's, so here's the thing. If it's a right-wing film, what actually happens is like a normal guy gets donated a billion dollars and then they come for him and he has to find out who donated him the billion dollars. They come, and it well, they come for his family if it's, a, if it's like yeah. a right-wing thing. It has to be like a, a yeah. guy defending his family. They come mm. for his family and then his pickup truck and then his guns. He makes a quick country music song. He fucks a bizarrely mm. large amount of women for a married guy, and then the end fight is like <laughs> Jesus is on his side. And it's like the father son Kamehameha from Dragon Ball Z, but with Jesus. Right. What do you think the high score on Gallifrey base is? <laughs> I, that, so that one I feel like that might unite. That one feels like one that most people would think was mediocre or bad. So I'm gonna go out of ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for four. A five. Four. Yeah, like I'm saying, like mediocre middling. It's gonna pull what up. Would so you it always pulls give up. it? I would give it lower than that. I'd go. I'd go in at like a three. I think. I'd aim at a two. Okay. One point for Dan's costume. Okay. One point that Solid it costume. wasn't mandatory to watch the episode. I put this on myself. So two points because it wasn't mandatory. Oh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Surely that's true of all media. So yeah, all media that's why everything one starts at one. Point. Everything starts oh, at a, one. That's a good point. Yeah, that's why there's no zeros. That's <laughs> an zero. interesting. They don't like even have a zero on this theory. fucking thing. No, I can't. Yeah, one that. point because like you didn't make me yeah. watch it. Mm-hmm. That's it. If somebody ropes you into going to see like a film you don't want to see in the cinema, that you fucking immediately knock a point off. Yeah. You're going to like it less. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, I endorse it. I endorse it as an approach. At the time of recording, mm. uh, three out of ten. Is the one with the most votes. So I have the people's endorsement of my position on this. That's good. What do you think? I've is always thought myself place? as the every man on this show, to be honest. <laughs> second place? Uh, I think trending up, so I think four would be second place. Seven is next, with one one wow. less vote. <laughs> okay. Well that's interesting. I will point out a lot of people on this forum do sign their name at the bottom of the posts. <laughs> I, <laughs> which is quite what, what old. You, is, that, is that meant to mean that it's old people? Is that what you're it's saying? It's old like people. I, I, who, who else is sticking with the show? Now? I think no, I think novelty maybe for those people. Like I think it's what I said earlier of like it is a location and a time period that would not seen, you know, every season of Doctor Who. So the novelty maybe helps there. Like going I'm, outside I'm of read Europe. Some, read some comments. It was apparently mm. light but likable. It was definitely like I don't even know what the plot was. Alliteration. I couldn't tell you what the plot was at all. Turtles. Turtles. Fuck it. Done. Um, The 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 next comment is well, on the positive side, it was shorter than most specials. Uh, I think that is (laughs) solid. Agreeable. Yeah. So right, let's work it out. A lady activates the statue. Yeah. I just want to go through the plot. Right. Lady activates statue. Yeah. Um. And the has a sea devil in it. Yeah. Because you put them in the statue. Because if you freeze something and turn it into rock, you don't just like wang it in the sea or try and bury it or something. You just have it on display or something. Um, yeah. And then that and one is. Presumably escapes, the dude then... he was killing when you hit it with the thing as well. Because there's a guy, right? That's like that's like a. Yeah. I was added later. Do you think they, they like posed him up post? Yeah. 
Anyway, and then I, I really enjoyed the cracks that appeared on it were clearly floating over it. Mm. That was a real interesting... You touch. sent that to me and my reply was VFX are hard. And they are. Yeah, and what did I reply to you? I can't remember. What did you reply to Mike, me? they're not that hard. <laughs> because they're not. They're not that hard. So then... Um, <laughs> then... Oh, Shows the opposite then? of Corridor Crew. I love it. <laughs> Then there was, mm. um, I don't know, some shit happened. The doctor turned up and was like, ah, we're in the wrong place. Mm. I'm always so quirky. I'm dressed slightly inappropriately, but that's okay. I mean, again, that's every doctor since, you know, the original episode of the series. So fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's kind I'm of quirky and inappropriately dressed is kind of the entire doctor thing. Yeah. Carry yeah. On. Dan's, Dan's outfit. Best bit of the episode. Funny, good gag, good gag. Good, and one good that gag. acknowledges the historical, uh, the amount, actually points to like maybe a more interesting take on the period that's a bit less uh, fictionalized, you know, more of a, maybe a gritty realism to what's to come. I like that. I thought it was a good joke. <laughs> and I then, that joke. Yeah. And there, yeah. And that was the, that's where it got the second point of the episode. This, that's where it hit. So that's it. I'm, nothing after this was worth it. Um, From then the spot, was... you just sat there, arms crossed, just slowly shaking your head for the entire episode. <laughs> Frantically texting you. Frantically texting words, me. Words that can never be spoken out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah dark then, shit, so dark shit. They've activated the thing. Then the, the sea devil jumps towards the ship in a way that can only be described as it looked like it was animated in PowerPoint. Mm. Yeah, that just... weird kind of my first After Effects template thing of like, yeah. he, you know, going into jump pose and then like translating upwards from there, like yeah. a frozen frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, every you, just, te- I, you, I you texted the me effect. the word slide whistle when you saw that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the one I always hear though is it's really this is a fucking niche. It, there's a boss battle in Sonic Three. I think it's in like the Garden well. Zone. Yeah. With where George when it goes off into the distance mm-hmm. and he goes, Bow! and I always yep. hear that sound effect when that happens, <laughs> and that so that was one of those moments for me. Um, cool. Then we had to stop the episode because Dan had to walk up to someone and say he was sorry for their dad, and they had to get the character exposition in there because it, yeah, and I just texted you blind, <laughs> as I do every time. I we didn't get that joke. Can you explain that joke to me? I didn't get the blind thing. It's the it was that video we had where it's like it's a, uh, oh fuck it, the JXE video, the parody of the Thirteenth Doctor. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yes, it yes, was yes, like yes. they have to stop the episodes. Like, so how does that make you feel? Blind. <laughs> so anytime there's one of those, we have to stop now because the book that I copied the template of of how to write a script says that I have to have an emotional beat here because it's all it weird. It does feel completely out of place when those moments happen, for sure. Yeah. Um, then then they abandoned Dan in the past because he was too busy doing his blind conversation. And then the the doctor landed the ship at the bottom of the ocean and made a comment that that was really quick. It was like, oh, that was really quick. But, like, is that... All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then was like oh the, actually no there was then we had more green font uh, and then we had it. the air bubble that didn't have an air bubble the TARDIS was just underwater and they're like oh yeah there's an air bubble around here but there's like fish swimming yeah, around on the doctor sticking the hand out what <laughs> was that I really, psychonauts I, had an air bubble 
I was, the air was confused bike. by that. Because, yeah, like, yeah. I was expecting, like, the the not Aquaman, the the Snyder one, right, had, a, had like, a literal air bubble yeah. when they had to have a conversation. Oh, it just seems yeah, very just, inconvenient. Just um, air bubble. Just, just render just the pop- shimmer around the... Th- it just was like the TARDIS is at the bottom of the water and the water stops somewhere between here and there. The and thing is, you could have... not going to indicate I, that. I can, I can understand, because visually it looked better without an air bubble. Like, it was a nice visual. I do wonder if you could narratively... I could 100%... I would 100% buy, like, a a Doctor Who timey-wimey explanation of that, of, like... Oh, yeah, sure. You know, oh, yeah, no, the, the, the air of, bubble extends the water, the, 20 metres in every direction, and it oxidizes the air slowly so the fish can still swim through it. No, yeah, yeah like, or, or, like, the, the, the TARDIS... The TARDIS uh, the TARDIS, yeah, cleans up. I don't know. There's there's a there's a there's a writing solution to that where you get to keep the cool visual and yeah. Or just have it when they open the doors. There's just the fucking water there, just the wall. You know, have the water there. Just boop, and you get a Stargate effect because they could do that shit in a TV show that had 26 episodes a season in the fucking early 2000s. Like just you know, just maybe have a pop, have a try, Chibnall. Have a try. He's too late. He's gone. Um, he's off. He's off. Then they were eaten by. He can't hurt uh, you anymore. He can't. He can. There's one more episode, Mike. Okay. There's what he reboot it. I bet. Watch him go back and reboot the whole fucking thing. Absolutely kill the love of Doctor Who that I will have if he tries anything other than a standard regeneration. I'm gonna be livid. I'm gonna be livid. Um. Yeah, you'll see me. For I'm saving the anger. I'm just burying this down for another few months. That's when is the I'm next episode? Ep- when is the centenary episode? When is that? Whenever Not the BBC centenary. Is- Sorry, it's- oh, it's the centenary, isn't it? It's, it's the, the BBC centenary. centenary yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's When's a that? moment in it where the BBC will be featured as part of the story. So uh, they'll have to nip in. They'll have to broadcast a signal to stop the aliens, and they'll go. Yeah, the BBC like- is going to save the a- day, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be here we go, predictions. It's gonna be set in the nineteen twenties and it's going they're going to have to use the very first signal the BBC broadcast to uh stop the aliens. I'm calling it now. That's okay, okay, what's I'll call great it. about it is it's a complete rip off of um the uh the moon landing thing, which I still absolutely love with the silence. Oh yeah. Where there's the message hidden in that. Sight. So good, so 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 good. But yeah, they'll they'll rip that off, kind of vaguely remember it and put it in there, and it'll be yeah, the BBC broadcast the thing that stops the aliens. I'm calling it now. Go on, have you got an okay. alternative theory? Yeah, go for yeah. It. London gets attacked by a giant trans person, and only the BBC can stop. <laughs> the dog was like, trans people. I know who. Actually, it's just like a trans person. It's not even giant. It's just like a trans person walking down the street and the docs is like fucking firing guns at them and calling them slurs. It's like, the only thing is obviously the BBC and then the doctor like regenerates for no reason. That's what I predict oh, that no. he's the BBC for. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, have I gone too far, Mike? 
Sorry, I, mean, I think the BBC has a transphobia. I mean, Russell's going to fix that. No, no, that's like, that's no, that's yeah, that's that's the uh, no, that's the only thing I needed you to say there was I just need you contextualize your joke <laughs> being at the BBC's expense. That's been done. It is at the BBC's expense. Um, if you, yeah. They are. If you, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna get someone on your team, if you're trying to just like attack a trans person, and J.K. Mm. Rowling's not on Twitter at that time, then you need the BBC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're right. Uh, Russell, Russell T will come in and sort it all out. Yeah, we're gonna get the gayest, properly non-queer bait in. I think we're gonna see the Doctor finger someone in the first episode. Like it's gonna go proper queer as folk. It's gonna be rimming like episode one. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, okay, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Just bring back queer as folk. That's what I just... Just with the Doctor in it. It had K-9 in it. Technically, you know. I've never uh, seen queer as folk. I need to at some point. That is an iconic piece of television. Yeah. yeah. You know there was an American remake of it? I did. I did, because I I, I, uh, I have a friend who that was his way into it and was surprised later in life to realise that it was based on a British show. And then watched the British show and loved it as well. So, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. Have you ever seen... Actually, yeah, here's, a, here's a big question for you. How many American yeah. remakes of, of Faulty Towers have there been? Ooh. That's a question. Oh, this That's is, a television question. This is news to me. I, I think I knew of one that was relatively contemporary to Faulty Towers. But I, I think... don't... I've not seen anything... Tell me, are there multiple guessing from your question? There was one in 1979, one in 1983, and one in 1999. 1999? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were three, and that's the years of them. I'm looking this up. So it's like every ten years they try again. And I'm pretty sure B. Arthur was the star of one of them. That rings a bell. Yeah, I can't remember who the other two were, though. But that was... uh, how many times has it worked? I mean, The Office is the one that absolutely worked fantastically. Yeah. I'm trying um, to there's any... Top Gear? I quite liked American Top Gear. I thought it was better than the British one, because it was just, they got rid of all the car shit and just had adventures for free folk. Yeah, oh, my American, God. Right. oh, my God. There was one in 99. Yeah. Pain. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And there's Snavely, which was the US version with Betty White. That's who you're thinking of. Oh, I and Harvey Corman. I mean, maybe there's a few of them. Comparing <laughs> there the... are a few of them, yeah. I'm looking this up. I'm on there's three of them. Oh, yes, I think I think you're right. I think B. Arthur was in the one in the eighties. Yeah, eighty three is the one I thought was B. Arthur. Yeah, so you've got Betty White and Harvey Corman in the first one. In the seventies, then you've got Bay Arthur in the night in the eighties, and then yeah, you've got the uh, pain with uh, with uh, what's his name, John John Rocket, who's one of those guys who you see and yeah. you've seen him in a million things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There um, you go. You've learned something. Yeah, these are. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, the, <laughs> there's more episodes. There's twice as many episodes of the 80s one as there is of the original show. It's the third play. <laughs> um, that's, that's impressive. I think Faulty Towers so was So just the one episodes, season then, it? was it? Just the, was just 40, the one 40, season. Was Faulty Towers six episodes? I think it was. Because I used to own them all. 
Two seasons. Is it 12? Uh, six. Two seasons. Because there's six. 11 that are aired, right? Because there's one that's not aged well, that's not aired anymore. Oh, I don't really like any of it. I've never... It's just too aggressive for me. Oh, it is two seasons, yeah. Oh, yeah, I used I never, to... I, I, used, I used to love... I remember loving 40 Towers as a teenager again. But there is that one episode, I can't remember why, but there is one episode that's just never aired because it's just full of awful, awful stuff. Oh, oh um, the one where he, uh, the, he says the N-word, yeah. Probably that. That would... I would... <laughs> I would, I would guess that's the one. <laughs> Probably that one won't make it the the old Easter time schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh. <laughs> the BBC, the BBC, ladies and gentlemen. I was watching the Russell T Davis talk about the BBC, and he was saying it's an infuriating industry. It's an infuriating thing to work with because it is so massive that people say, oh, I hate the BBC, but it does so much good in so many places. Oh, it, it does. so much shit as well, because it's just too big. It's just it's just this monstrosity. It's just this bureaucratic monstrosity. That's why he's pulled his Doctor Who away from it. That's why he's doing it himself, and he's like, nah, fuck all this shit. Don't license the episodes to you, sort of. Smart way of doing it. And it gives him yeah. more control. I'm excited. It's going to get gay. Very much so. Me, I'm, like, I'm looking forward to it. For me, that's like Doctor Who was really like the first like real sort of queer TV show that I watched. Mm-hmm. That I sort of remember because it, it, you know, that early series really was. It, it just it had had people in it who weren't straight, which yeah. was like surprising. Revolutionary, like, it was just yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm watching like Voyager again, and I'm like, it's really weird that everyone's heterosexual. Like just, every, it's the I don't know now. Like, it's now when you're watching yeah. older television, isn't it? It's the first because it feels so strange. Yeah, um, it's, it's such yeah. a weird. I don't know. Anyway, uh, fuck uh, the dog too. So then it was nighttime in the day, <laughs> and all the yeah. stars were moving about, which I don't can't remember why. That's what I... <laughs> mm-hmm. The stars were just going ape shit, and it was bright daylight, even though it was nighttime, because the sea is notoriously known for being, you know, bright. All that, all those city lights around it, in it, mm. um, and then the doctor landed in the crystal maze, as far as I could tell, because it really was just a set. It was like an eighties Doctor Who set. Do you um, think so? I was going to ask you about this. I got the impression that because of that set and also like the look of the Sea Devils, did it feel to you as well like it was intentionally going for that kind of retro shonky Doctor Who look? I think there was initially when it was being shot, that was the plan, and that's what was going to make it one of the uh, special episodes. Is that it was going to be a bit more of a back to basics, yeah, sort of shot kind of thing. But like with the big CGI of that fish, I don't really, you know, that's fucking proper like modern CGI shit. I don't really but, see oh, it. No, it's a... an interesting theory, though, because like it could be because that didn't need to be there. The fish thing, I think, couldn't be absolutely removed from it. it. And, yeah. yeah, I wonder that would also. So one of the things that people don't often often don't realize about VFX is VFX can look bad because like the VFX are bad or they have time. It can also be because footage was shot without the VFX in mind. So yeah. if those costumes were not meant to have like. Post post animated morphy stuff on top of them. They were definitely they not. Were, <laughs> then they that would explain why that was a why that was a challenge, right? Because we know they yeah. can do those kind of head sculpts and, and animatronics, and you know, look at how good the um, oh, my, 
Yeah, or the uh, I always say Silurians, and you correct me because they're Silurians. Oh, Silurians, amazing looking creatures. God, like we know they can even do their mask as well. But that's such clever design, and that's why you see somebody who gives a shit is they put the masks on them because the masks are easy to do. They're no scales, so you've got a yeah. cool looking alien, you know, with the, the scary mask on. And then if they've just got one or they're having a conversation, they can take the mask off and they yeah. can invest the money there. And it's just that's really clever television making. Yeah. So I, I, I um, wonder, I think, I, I wonder if you're right. I wonder if that was the original intention that it was going to be a bit more retro. Yeah, it kind of felt, but there's, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's been you... such a pirate heavy week for me because they're making a new Monkey Island. Ron yeah. Gilbert's back to do a proper Monkey Island, continuing Same. off of the second one. I have to go back just... and replay the first two. Oh, yeah, you'll while. have to. But that's so. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. Like, so, you know, give, give me, you know, and it's the same. It's the same. It's basically he's brought the whole gang back together for it, which is just wonderful to see. We had mm-hmm. um, uh, our flag means death. You know, everyone's raving about that shit. More people watching that than Moon Knight for fuck's sake. Like that's the thing. And then this right? shonky oh. piece of shit just flops out. It's <laughs> just like, mm. eh, do think, well, do you think the I, I forget his name, the legendary captain guy. Is he like a very, very famous folklore character from Chinese mythology? I have mythology? absolutely no idea. You know what would have been really useful? If the fucking episode told us. I, yeah, I felt, it felt to me a lot like when you have like Robin Hood show up in an episode or two where no one explains who he is, but everyone in the audience just goes, oh, it's Robin Hood. I know the, yeah. I know, I know what's going on here. It felt like I wasn't aware of a story that everyone was presumed to know. And I do wonder if, yeah, if in Chinese folklore, like that character is like just this, you know, just absolute kind of one of the canon kind of characters that every kid reads stories about as a kid. Um, I mean, it's a dodgy episode to make because China really fucking hates it when people make time travel films. Time travel films are banned in China. Is that right? Yeah, you're not allowed to make time travel films. I didn't know that. Because they're considered, oh, it's, you know, fucking with our history and shit. So normally when you get an episode like this, it's because they go like, oh, we're going to try and push into the Chinese market. A bit late, we've got like one more episode left. But it feels like you're kind of... If you want to play the Chinese market, like it just felt that everybody was very squeaky clean and it was all very sort of like sanitized. And even the LGBT shit was like over fucking there and hidden and nothing happened and there was like a look and that's all you're fucking getting. And I was like, is this episode made for China? But it's also got time travel in it, which they're super fucking against. It felt really horrible. The episode had a really mm. horrible feeling to it. That's what I'm trying to get. Like, it felt underlying. I'm like, this is pandering to somebody, <laughs> but they're not watching. Like, this has been. This is feels like it's been built for somebody's benefit, mm. and it's not fucking mine because it was a shite episode. Um, yeah, it felt like there's something about it there that just felt a little. Because if, if you've got, like, one episode, it's like... Because this is Chibnall's last episode episode. You know, he's got to do all his fucking bollocks and bring back the old companions and stuff in the next one. It's all going to burn all that shit. Who gives a fuck? That's going to be awful. We know that's going to be awful. But this is, like, your last Doctor Who story that's just a Doctor Who story. So, like... Mm. Is he obsessed with, like, Chinese history or something? Have we got something in there? Or is this just sort of, like, the last ditch? The BBC were like, just do this one. It feels... Or is the, it, is, was this minute, I just realised how weirdly. <laughs> I just realised how weird this episode is. Then, so this is an episode 
that's just kind of floating, isn't it? Because you've got you've just yeah. done flux, you've got your upcoming. So it's not even you normally they with an episode like this they do like, an Easter theme, right? They'd have Mike, like a yeah. Mike, do I have to remind yeah. you that there was an episode at New Year's that wasn't to do with flux? What was the episode of New Year's that wasn't to do <laughs> the with the Dalek flux? time loop one? Oh, that was quite fun. That one though, that was alright. Was a bit yeah. shit. Because in this and it was era, about New Year's you... Eve. It was built around the idea of hitting midnight. Like that was a good. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't built around that idea. That idea was just nested in for literally no reason and never explained. But sure, well, but yeah. still, but still, like it. Yeah. Th- this wasn't Eastery. No, in any way. I mean, have we had an Easter? I'm special looking this before? up. This feels yes. like is there yes. like a is there like genuinely is there like some. Is there like a Chinese festival that falls in April that's about this guy? Look that up. I will say that the um, one of Tenant's specials was an Easter special because Easter's a nice time to release shit because all the feels kids are like I don't know something I should. Yeah, that's why I got through the whole episode. There's there's something I'm missing. Um, but so the Planet of the Dead, which is the one with the silver jellyfish and the bus and Lee Evans and the one from EastEnders. That episode was an Easter special, and the only reference to Easter in it is the Doctor is East when he sits on he gets on the bus with the the hairess whatever her name was. Um, he offers her an Easter egg and says Happy Easter. Mm. So there was a reference to it being an Easter special, which is why I remember it was an Easter special. But yeah, mm. but Doctor's never been on a Sunday before until Chibnall came along. It was always a Saturday show, and well, well it was always through the week. But then you know when uh, Russell Davis brought it back, it was always a Sunday show. So it was, yeah, it's weird to be on a... I hate Sunday, Doctor Who. Go back to Saturday. Saturday's the big day. You want that shit. You want to you have the adventure. Yeah. I, you normally, you, you know, if you watch... Because I when I watched the um, Demons of the Punjab episode, I went online and I looked up, you know, because I didn't know anything about the history at that point. And I went and looked up and I researched... And I, I thought it was interesting. And the episode, which was a good episode, made me really want to learn more about that. I feel like with this episode, I have to go online and look shit up because I don't know fuck all about what this episode was going for. It just felt like they were constantly chasing a nothing MacGuffin. Like in every scene, <laughs> there was a MacGuffin that they would just be given at the end of the next scene. Mm. And then they would just move on to the next thing. And I don't really get what was going Like they were going to flip the poles was the threat, I think. Which is a naturally occurring phenomena, which was yeah. apparently that they were going to flip the poles and that was going to flood the whole Earth. I'm going to tell you this now, that's not going to flood the whole Earth. It'll fuck with satellites and GPS and probably electricity. Not a problem way. in that point of time, right? Yeah, yeah. if you, if you, you have to get the compasses, work, you, have to re- you have to have the compasses redone, that would be it. Yeah, just... just re- yeah, just Did they even have the compasses around. at that point in history? No, I don't even... I'm actually yes, now because... Somebody had a compass and they were like, oh, I've got a compass. Because they, they were like, oh, I have... Um, uh, it's late and I think it is, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah, of course it's earlier. Yeah, they had a compass and they looked to the stars and then they were like, that's Polaris, that's this thing, that's this thing. That would have been a nice no moment way. to have done the non-Latin names for the stars. That would have been a really nice moment to actually give me a little bit of like Chinese history and shit. But they didn't do that. The chi- the, the, so here we go. This is my... When do you think the compass was invented? I'll give you a clue. It was invented in China. That's not a clue, but when you think the compass was invented? I'm genuinely impressed. In the 1400s. It was invented in the 2nd century BC. Between the 2nd century BC and the 1st century AD. 
That is earlier Amazing. than I expected. That's wild. Way earlier than I expected. That is wild. There you go. There's my. You see, we we that's what you get on this podcast. Rage. Hey, you learn shit, and you learn you learn something that's available on the first page of uh, Google. What we well, should, well, oh, you know what we should have done. Like I, we didn't plan for this podcast. We just really enjoyed the first episode, and we're like, oh, let's talk about it as friends and have a good time. We'll call it Fuck mm. Yeah Doctor Who because I love Doctor Who. <laughs> But what we actually, this show is eventually going to last longer than Chibnall's tenure, and I'm so down for that. Like, I want this show. I to assume that was it. always your goal. I assume that was yeah. always your. This you show will outlive like, Chris Chibnall. Yeah, highlight well, his, 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 his show. Yeah, this show is immortal and unkillable. Our careers killable. The show, no, it must be done. Um, fuck, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, I just does the show continue? The show continues into the Russell D Davies. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, we've got to start to celebrate. I mean, it'll probably be good, you know. And we'd also, well, you know, there'll be series three of Picard to talk about. You've got to watch Fast and Furious sometime. You know, I've got to watch Fast and Furious sometime. There's like, have you still not watched Fast and Furious? No. Oh, we've got to do a Fast and Furious podcast, man. People <laughs> people would love to hear a commentary track to Fast and Furious with us. I'm going to continue to pitch that idea until you agree to it. No, sorry, I remember because, what I was saying. I remember what yeah. I was saying. I was going to say, what we should have done with this was basically we just rewrite the episode after it. I go, like, all right, here's how you could have done it. And then this, which we kind of do, but like properly get the script and just, just dissect it and rebuild it. And in like two hours, have a much better episode. Be like, there but, you we go. Both, but we've both got to do that for a job. Isn't it nice to just be able to complain about something and not fix it? Well, yeah, but I want to do Doctor Who in the future, so I will be fixing this shit. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It, uh, that, like... that, will be, that will be the day the podcast ends. No, 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 no. I've already, I've already decided this. I've already yeah. decided this. If if I ever do, like, it like, goes far as fucking take over Doctor Who. Anyone listening to this, back this up so that there's a record for when Dad has to delete this. <laughs> if I ever do end up, like, running all of Doctor Who, I will still do this podcast. That's amazing. It will become probably a bit nicer. <laughs> but, you, but you can still be a cunt about it. It'll be great. Anyway, um, highlight of the episode was next. I don't know where the TARDIS landed. I wasn't... I can't remember. There was an underground cave that I couldn't tell if it was full of water or not. Or if it had a... Yeah, and there was a really Snare confusing bit of editing where they were, they were showing a boat, but on a boat, but were they showing a different boat on the boat that they were on? Because there was... I didn't get... There was a lot I didn't get. The editing in this episode was piss poor. Uh, and the, 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 a lot of the shots were pissed off. There's a bit where they both get like flung to the ground, and that was like a bad shot with a bad edit attached to it. Mm. Um, my my like the episode is is when they're in that room. It's like don't touch the lever that's going to get you out of this scene. For some reason, one of the sea devils, and I'm not making this up, just shouted the word twat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like there's a glowy thing in front of him. The doctor's like, oh, this means something. And then something happens, and the sea devil stops off. And as he stops off, he goes, twat! I think it was supposed to be the word quiet, but everyone I was watching with was like, did that sea devil just say twat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Um, we had a wonderful MacGuffin moment uh, where they uh, they were looking for the fucking... Jewel. There was like ten fucking amulets and jewels and shit in play in this fucking thing. Don't know what. What was the ear in a box for? 
There was an ear in a box at one point. What was that about? An ear, an ear in a box? Yeah, she was like, look, I've got an ear in a box. I I don't believe you. I don't remember that. <laughs> Did that happen? Like, it's been like an hour and a half since the episode ended. Yeah, there was an ear in a box. No. No, there wasn't. <laughs> Well, I no. thought it was going to be like Yas or someone. I thought there was going to be like, in the past, they get your ear hacked off and it gets foul. It's like, oh, there was going to be something, uh, you know, there was going to be a like, connection to the pot. But someone just showed off an ear in a box and it was just never mentioned again. I don't remember that. I must have looked away from the screen. I have no memory of that moment. I want to I believe you, but also I feel like it could also be a meta joke that I'm not aware of. Oh, yeah, yeah the ear in the box, yeah. There was a physical ear in the in this box. I'm typing Someone... ear in a box into Twitter. Oh my god. I'm going on iPlay. Well, on Twitter, you're typing that in. That was a stupid decision I made there, by the way, to type this into any search engine. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed like it. Oh god, where was it in the episode? I'm going to try and find a timestamp for oh, you. Oh yeah, all. no, there you go. People reacting. Dan doesn't seem surprised by the fact that he's just been shown an ear in a box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Fair enough. Ear in a box, isn't it? There you go. It's it or made. The bit it, I, I opened up the episode and the stars are going absolutely mental, and I cannot remember what the explanation for the stars going mental was. Was it because the poles were shifting? <laughs> I don't. No I don't, idea. And I don't no, know. We, we had the MacGuffin moment, and this was the line before the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin glowed because it was it was that guy had it under his under his jacket. I can't remember his fucking name. He was the other one. Um, here's the line. It says, "Tiny orange jewel can glow unexpectedly," and then elsewhere on the boat, it started to glow. And I just love. The time between the setup of the dual glowing and the dual glowing was a spacebar. Or the hit of the return key, the dual then starts to glow. Oh, then the Doctor appears on that pirate ship and then swings over to explain the plot to whoever the fuck was on that boat while saying Geronimo and then swings back while also using the exact same clip of the Doctor saying Geronimo. Geronimo, Geronimo. If you say it a third time, uh, something, something, Beetlejuice. Like, I didn't have the full joke form there. I I tried to go for it. I didn't make it happen. It's a great musical. They tried to make an episode of Doctor Who and it didn't quite happen. Have you you, uh, listened to the soundtrack to Beetlejuice? The surprisingly good Broadway show. It's. I think you'd like it. I think it would appeal to your sensibilities. I'm playing a lot of uh, Sparks at the moment. That's what's in my playlist. Okay. Because I watched the Spark, Edgar Wright Sparks documentary and I was like, I gotta, I need to buy these guys. Oh, is that them. out? I, I need to watch that. Great. I need to watch yeah, that. Is that, on, is that on streaming? I have no fucking clue, mate. I buy Blu-rays. I'm that guy. I'm the last buyer of Blu-rays. They come to my house directly. They make now. them like, for you. <laughs> they make them for you. Yeah. <laughs> Call you up. Okay, which films are you going to want this year, Dan? So we can yeah. know which ones. Forever. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> ten copies. Ten copies of Jackass Forever. Okay. We'll okay. have to go and shoot a fucking extras for it. Oh, God. Um, Dan didn't joke about needing his walk when they were in the fight, which was an open goal of an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is a good. I enjoyed Dan's walk. Apparently, Chibnall can't remember like Flux. <laughs> Honestly, neither can we. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest, right? 
Flux is going to be a gap in my Doctor Who Blu-ray that collection. Would have been, that would have been a charming moment, wouldn't it? Of just he's he's knocked into like the the pantry the or pantry, whatever. Yeah. And he yeah. and he sees he sees a walk on the or hanging on a hook, cut to Dan doing a goofy smile and a little yeah. nod to himself and grabbing it and going back out. That would yeah. be such a crowd pleasing moment. That would be a lovely yes. wonderful character yeah. moment. Yeah, you know, it, it symbolizes him becoming more competent, him getting a sense yeah. of everything. Oh, what, what a lovely previously... scene that moment that be. Yeah, what was previously him sneaking in going like, this is all I've got to hand, is now, it's like, it's not about the weapon you've got to hand, it's about your spirit. Wonderful moment. Yeah, we didn't get that. Mm. Uh, we did get the line, don't let the swords touch your skin, which, uh, yeah, that's every sword. <laughs> that's not applying to the special <laughs> sword. Don't let any sword touch your skin. That's fucking terrible advice. I think that's first day of pirate school, isn't it? <laughs> They give you your name badge, they your name sticker, yeah. they they tell you what time lunch is, and then they tell you that don't let the sword touch your skin. Yeah. Oh and then we had the, the guy stab the the sea devil in I don't know if it was the main sea devil or not. I honestly wasn't paying attention. Um I was trying to pay attention, but God, th- I've never had so much exposition say so little in an episode of television. Mm. It's just oh god. But they gave he stabbed the sea devil and the doctor was like how dare you kill that thing and I'm like that's a doctor moment and then literally the next scene the doctor hands down a sword and says oh just in case you fucking hack Chibnall you absolute piece of shit I'm gonna go back I'm gonna undo all of this Capaldi's gonna regenerate into the next I'm gonna just undo it undo it (laughs) fuck this just fu- literally, you can't fucking be on the moral high ground and then fucking spin that. You just you can't then give the person the weapon that was just used to kill a fucking sentient creature and be like, "Well, he did it." That's what. <laughs> yeah. What is that fucking level of hypocr- hypocrisy this doctor has? Because that's like the shortest gap between it so far. I've set up. Oh, you shouldn't have stabbed that creature. Anyway, here's a thing to stab a creature with. What, this is never getting called out, and this is this fucking ruining this character. Mm. This 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 version of the Doctor is the worst Doctor, and that is not the fault of Jodie Whittaker. Because fucking bless her, she's giving it her all. She is working with nothing. She yeah. is fucking trying. I'd I'd sold this story a lot of time, but I, the dogs got out, chased him around for a bit. I I was in a fatigue state. I was on a lot of medication at the time. Big thing, but I was physically exhausted after running around in bare feet, feet bloody, horrible time, and I used up all my energy. I ended up blacking out, right, outside. Yeah. Okay. And I was, when I was walking just before I blacked out, I felt every footstep, like every muscle I was doing manually, because I was just, it was the only way of getting through this. And for me, that is Jodie Whittaker. She is just fucking pulling. She is just trying, trying to get this fucking show going it's a fucking disaster it's a it's a shame that she's never going to be written well i i'm hoping that'll be righted i would love i wouldn't do the past like russell t davies big finish big finish could do it i could see russell t davies doing i mean so i guess 
new Spider-Man spoilers for the five for anyone who's listening to this who's not seen the new Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I, I my like, hasn't seen it yet. I've just got the okay. Blu-ray of it, so we're going to be watching it in a few days. Okay, well, if she's listening, stop listening. But um, what that what she's not, li- you she's seen, not you've seen it, you've seen it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what that movie did for um, what's his name's Spider-Man, the uh, Andrew the Garfield. Andrew Garfield, like yeah. in that movie, they somehow managed to fix the entire arc of that version of Spider-Man yeah. and make me want to go back and watch those movies. I could, I, I have not done. Put it... I have done. I went back. I, I went back. I preferred him, knowing where yeah. he was going. Like he yeah. really will. Like, All right, I, I get this character now. Right, and that yeah. I would not put it past Russell T Davies is is that good a writer. I could one hundred percent see him doing a similar thing, which where 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 she gets the script she deserves, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. She's really she's been the fucking face. She's the only reason it's kept going. Is Jodie Whittaker? I, I'm not knocking Yaz as an actress because she's clearly being directed to be as bland as fucking possible. But it's it's purely Jodie Whittaker that people are coming back to. If they mm. had if they had someone with Five percent less of her fucking drive. This show would have been cancelled. It would not have gone to Russell T Davies. It would have. It would have died. Jodie's the yeah. only fucking thing left, and she, she's trying. I just want to give her a hug. I just want to just hug. You know, at the end when the of um where Master David Tennant's story, where he's just he's just dying in his arms and he's just crying and holding her. I got that sort of like just sort of like going oh. Yeah, you didn't get. You had like first the first series. We were like, it got kind of boring. We, oh, if only we'd known that was your highlight. <laughs> if only mm. we'd known that was when your show was gonna be at its best. Uh, I wish yeah. I wish she got iffy with the scripts. That's what I would. I couldn't. I'd be a bad actor. I am a bad actor. If you watch, if you watch Size. You're aware, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. gonna lie, I'm I'm given a script that's written exclusively for me, and I'm still not. I've, I've seen I've seen you compliment my work on on video. I I, I can see the acting skill. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> buy that. A lot of people buy that. Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> like acting, but I, I if every time I had a line that I didn't think work, I'd always go up and be like, "Oh, can we tweak this?" And they normally they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's funnier." Oh yeah, that works better for your character. I you know. If I was Jody, I would have fucking walked off a set day one. <laughs> oh yeah, but anyway, so she gives Dan a, a sword, and then Dan uses that sword to kill a whole bunch of sea devils, um, which is good for the evil Dan memes, mm-hmm. and bad for the Doctor, who was like, "Can't stab one guy. That's bad. Slice five of them with magic that we've already established kills them." Ace. Yeah. Uh, and then there was some lesbianness that was just like, uh, God, after all the years of queer, well, no queer baiting at all, just the, the, the now they, they're lent into the queer baiting bit. We got to the yes. real queer baiting bit where the doctor goes, oh, I can't love anyone. But if I did love anyone, it would be you. Yeah. It's awful. I just, just... I just don't, yeah. I, I wish it was, I wish the writers had earned <laughs> the work that the community's done building up that shit. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah, that's my second shout. Jody and the community have kept the shit together. <laughs> but like, 
coming from Capaldi, who was like the last Doctor to spend time with River Song, because River Song, I love, I adore, a wonderful character, you know, really just well told, beautifully acted, sentimentally told as well. So much actual true love there. It's it's always on show. It's never mm. not with River Song. Even when River Song's been the flirty thing, anytime shit hits the fan, it's it's true. Um, and a wonderful character. Big River Song's big finish stuff is one of the only big finish ones to make me cry was a, a River Song one because it was fucking upsetting. But it's wonderful stuff. And you come from River Song to Yaz, and it's just, you know, why? What has Yaz done to earn this? Because River Song was, uh, you know, uh, the baby of one of their companions that got regeneration energy through the time vortex, which is how <laughs> everyone gets regeneration energy. Shh, ignore that. It's a very silly show. Yeah. Carry Who on. then grows up with the companions as their childhood friend and then regenerates and was actually also brainwashed to, to exclusively kill the Doctor. And the Doctor's way of stopping her from killing him is just to be the Doctor to the point where she can't kill him because the Doctor's wonderful brilliant. But that also makes her fall in love with her. But because she's so wonderful and out there, the Doctor falls in love with her and they fall in love because she was sent to kill him. And then you've got Yaz, who forgets she's a police officer. Yes. One episode in. <laughs> You're just like, what does this version of the Doctor see in Yaz? Over, you know, over anybody. Over Clara. I think there was a bit of flirtiness with Clara, which Capaldi kind of put a stop to, which I always liked. Um, Clara, I'm not your girlfriend. Well, that was a bit Tom Baker, actually. Um, I didn't say I was, you, you were the one who didn't know. Um, you know, and that was always a bit of flirt. Their relationship was complicated and difficult, and I was in a bad time, so it was, it was stuff too I did really enjoy when it aired, but I've gone back to and kind of enjoy. I'm not the biggest yeah. Clara fan. We've been through this a lot. We've, we've um, covered that ground for sure, yeah. Yeah, but... For the Doctor to be obsessed with someone, I, you know, Clara's definitely it. But Yaz is just sort of like, just a big fucking heap of nothing. Just a, just really, the lack of characterization, lack of any sort of anything. Anything, there's nothing there, is there? There's no. nothing, there's no, you've not... None of the scripts have made me fall for fall for Yaz. I don't. I don't. I don't think this. I don't think this is a show about characters. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say out loud. I just don't. It's I don't, a weird I don't thing think, to say I think out loud. Yaz is an illustration, but I don't think anyone's done well. I think arguably the characters who've been best served have been the middle-aged white guys. Yeah, but it's a, it's a show that I fell in love with because of how well it told all of its characters. Oh, sorry. I don't mean. Yeah. I don't mean Doctor yeah. Who in general. I mean. Doctor no, you in mean Chibnall. I'm aware you mean Chibnall's I mean, run, but like that's that's why it's such a a big jolt here. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to say he's not the fucking piece of shit that played him, but Mickey, Mickey's arc of being this useless piece of shit, to sort of getting his his stuff together when he loses Rose, and sort of you know, but still being a kind of a useless piece of shit. That that is a character who isn't is very difficult to love, but is a proper full circle character. And there's such a, you know, so many beautiful characters in there. And, and you know, Amy Pond was... was uh, Rory! For fuck's sake, Rory! 
It's one of my favourite characters in science fiction. Man who I waited. That. I love that. I remember I that feel years that. later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still fuck like, Myth making, uh, yeah. 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 Like Big Finish are doing like a show that is just Rory. Like I've, I haven't listened to it yet, but they've got just like Rory in that time he was waiting and all the shit that he went through. And like you just see like even more, all they're doing is just making me fucking love Rory more. But like Rory is introduced as like, hey, here's a, just a wet piece of shit handkerchief motherfucker that no one cares about. And by the end of it, he's the guy who loved his wife so much he would stay by her side for 2,000 years after finding out that he's just a fucking, like, robot or some shit or whatever the fuck was happening. I can't quite remember all of the details. But, yeah. like, that fucking fire. And sometimes you get, you see that. and you, Like, when I look at my wife, I'm like, I, I get that. I feel mm. that. Like, I see that sort of like, no, I would legitimately do that. Like, if I had the ability to do that, I would fucking do that for you. And I get that. Yeah. And Rory just grabs you as a character. And Yaz is a police officer who forgets she's a police officer. I'm getting really mm. upset. <laughs> really, Yaz can fuck off. Like, there's just she's the longest serving companion in New Who, based on like time. Like, I think Clara had a few more episodes, but when it comes to time, Martha was one season for fuck's sake. Martha Jones, the icon, Donna Noble, yeah, one season. Bill, one season. Was Donna Noble yes. really one season? One season! Out wow. of Christmas special. Initial Christmas special, and then they brought her back for one season. Yeah, no, I think of that as a much more... A much longer run, yeah. Yeah. She never did Bill the was good. I really like Bill in retrospect. I like Bill as well, yeah. A bit of a sad um, ending, but sort of a happy sure. ending and that sort of very moffat kind of yeah. whatever ending. Um, that he'd sent a like. But I like Bill had a good uh, personality, good character too. I wish we got a bit more Bill. But that's the thing is I'm left wanting more. With yeah. fucking Yaz, I'm left wanting something. Just, just give me fucking anything. For the love of God. So when you see the Doctor, who is a character that if you've been watching this show since it sort of came back, you've now been with for 17 years? This show really yeah. been running for 17 fucking years. For 17 years, we've seen this character go through struggles. I cannot fathom a single fucking reason why this version of the Doctor would give a fuck about that completely random human being. There's nothing there. Nothing. And it's just... There could have been so much there, you know? Yeah. But it was never there in any of these things, and now we're getting into this season, and we're just like, no, there was never anything there. At all. And we've now got one episode left. And it's still a, ooh, ooh. This fucking queer baiting horseshit. That's all it is. It's ticking a box somewhere. And it, it, it really fucks me off. Mm. This got very serious. I do apologise. Like, but it really That's just... Good. This is, yeah, it just... I literally, the note I've just written, I put, here comes the lesbianness. Oh, it's over. In that little scene that was there. And then, the, of course, the Doctor goes off and finds somebody else who will sacrifice themselves instead of her because that's her MO. Um, this is the worst Doctor from a writing perspective um, because she is inconsiderately written. And I, like I said, if we were ever going to tackle this as an issue, it's too late. You've got one episode left. This, mm -hmm. this Doctor's absolute lack of morals. A Doctor should be like... For me, the Doctor is up there with, like, fucking Picard and shit as, like, moral fucking arbiters. Like, untouchable. Well, untouchable. Qu they do questionable shit and then they think about it and they reflect on it. Characters that are open to grow. Characters that are open to be wrong. 
And mm. for me, we've got these, yeah, these behemoths of characters that you have up there. I, uh, you know, you know, we're still fucking watching TV shows about Picard. We're still watching shows about the Doctor, and this is this is just the worst version of this character. It's somebody who is writing the Doctor entirely face value as quirky alien, and is just missing not even nuance, just like key fucking tentpoles of the character. Yeah. It just yeah, I I'm just it's, uh, yeah I'm, no I'm 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 excited for where I think it's going. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's going into the hands of somebody who can write fucking characters. Yeah, that's what it's going. It's going into the hands of somebody who isn't going to fucking queerbait us because it's Russell T. Fucking Davies, and he is. I think he's coming with a vengeance. Like he's putting the worm <laughs> yeah. on that hook. Yeah. I, I yeah I don't I don't I don't yeah he, he ain't baiting. He's getting in there like that. <laughs> <laughs> Russell's gonna yeah it's gonna. I'm I'm very hopeful for Russell's run. That's Me all too. I'm saying. That's Me all too. I'm fucking saying. Anyway, the Doctor then lets somebody sacrifice themselves because, of course, they do because that's what this Doctor does. Um, everything explodes underwater. Something, something, something. The big fish is never spoken of again. And then, was the big fish jo- ever spoken of? Did we ever find out? What do we know? What the big fish? Who was the were the sea devils sending the big fish? I think it was like yeah, it was in league with them or something. It ate like one guy, and then yeah, there was the scene where they fired cannons at it, and then I literally didn't work out how that scene ended, and it just was never mentioned no. again. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and then John Bishop gets a phone call from Die, and I went, "Who the fuck's Die?" Uh, and it turns out it was that person who broke up with him because he was late once or something. Yeah, <laughs> remember that the last episode ended. It was like, oh yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> and then he was like, oh yeah, oh um, yeah, oh, I'm doing a and yeah, oh well. Um, oh god. And then they they had a, a scene at the end of the Doctor and Yaz and the Doctor doing this whole, oh I'm so mysterious and aloof and in pain and you just looking back at the history of the character being like, yeah, you've gone through this. We're treading old ground, but we're treading it in the wrong direction. Yeah. And it, it feels like, yeah, it really, like, I, you should just like, oh, I can't fix myself to someone. I can't attach myself to someone. Well, you literally travel with them. Like, yeah. Matt Smith's doctor's whole point was he stopped traveling with people and Capaldi stopped traveling people, and this doctor's like, I'm going to travel loads of people again, and then just sort of like, uh, you know, that's the noise everyone's been waiting for. I grow. <laughs> that's that's the two hour. That's the two. I can hour understand goal. if <laughs> oh shit, two hours. I can understand if you're writing a TV show and you get some details wrong. You know, if you if you go and no. do the fucking Kirk maneuver around the sun to do time travel, fucking go nuts! Like that's fun. I like that. You, I think that's fine. Yeah. That's if Guinan's thing's called Ten Ford, I'm gonna go. That makes no sense. That's stupid. Sure. But if Picard landed in if Picard landed in the fucking Nazi timeline and was like, I like it here. I'm gonna stay and become a bad guy. And the whole season was about Picard slowly learning the error of his ways or some shit like that. Like. You're like, no, this. You, what are you doing with this fucking character? You don't understand this character at all. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, the state we're in Doctor Who. And we're going into a finale that I'm genuinely worried is going to, like, fuck over the core of this show. The, and be either, like, a prop, like, aim for a reboot 
or kill off the Doctor and pass the regenerations on to someone else, or just do some sort of like dipshittery science fictiony thing. Like the, the BBC is going to save the world. Dan. The BBC is going to save the world. Or there's just going to be a reference to it at the start because, you know, that BBC said yeah, it could be that too. I can feel myself flagging. I think we're at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's at a... the end of the episode. You did, was, I'm very yeah, proud of you. There yeah. was plot somewhere. I don't know what the fuck it was. There was no stakes, no plot. That was Chibnall. That wasn't even entirely written by Chibnall. That got co-written. This shit's just unstoppably awful. This has been the worst Doctor Who run ever. And we're now heading towards a finale that's going to feature some old companions. It's me excited. Because Chibnall is obsessed with 80s Doctor Who. Which, you know, that's when it got axed and it was shit. <laughs> we're going to come back in the autumn. We're going we're gonna to do a proper send-off for him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A, a middle finger send-off. One What's finger the- salute. What's the That's gap like, oh, between oh. what's the gap between that ending and then the Russell T Davies stuff? November twenty twenty three, a year. Oh, okay. Which I think is a perfect time to do a Fast and Furious podcast. I'm just saying. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a Fast and Furious podcast. I want to do it. Can we still call it Fuck do... Yeah Doctor Who, but just not mention Doctor Who? <laughs> I mean it's definitely a fuck yeah furious kind of thing that could be done here, but yes, one hundred percent it should just yeah. be on this it should just be in this in this slot. I feel like uh. most of the people listening at this point would be okay with us talking about something other than Doctor Who. I think that'd be, <laughs> given that most of the podcast is about something other than Doctor Who, I think that's fine. Yeah, Next I want to do commentaries. Next... I want to sit. I want to watch <laughs> yeah. them with you. I want to actively. I want to be oh, with shit. you while you experience them the first time. I do like a commentary track. No oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, if they're that's... on Amazon Prime, we could do that live. That's what I'm thinking. Is like, oh, live as in as in like stream. Like a, yeah, like a watch party. Dangerous. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't With see me. that going wrong at all. I can't see that going wrong at all. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I there's live no stream way. well. I know I know. I can say dodgy shit when it's being edited. I think as long as you don't but, stream, as long as you don't stream like the audio or the image, you can kind of, you could sync no, people no, up. You if it's, if people it's on, yeah, no, if it's on Amazon Prime, like you just literally mm. click a button and you do a watch party and everyone can watch it with you. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It all syncs up. So you can chat over the top know. of it. I did that for I... MasterChef Australia. <laughs> and then I forgot <laughs> I was doing that. Yeah, I think they're similar. Yeah, I think Master Furious is similar. I think, uh, I just say, I don't even know if it's on, <laughs> if it's on Amazon Prime. Um, did we get a title for the next episode? Oh, I don't think we did. I don't, hang on. Let me check on the old YouTubes, avoid the AW spoilers. I'm a few days behind my wrestling. Uh, no. Their trailer is just the 13th Doctor's Final Adventure Centenary Special. Ah, the first the first six Fast and Furious movies are on Prime are included are included with Prime Video. Oh shit, Mike. <laughs> so we could do we could do the first six. So that's what we'll do for basically, basically, so the thing with Fast and Furious you have to know is a lot of people feel that it only gets good at the fifth movie. They're wrong. They're objectively <laughs> wrong. The first movie is Hackers with Cars. Second movie genuinely is bad, but from Tokyo Drift onwards, it's an entertaining franchise. Um, cool. So, yeah. It's got Roman Reigns in it, doesn't it? It's got everyone. If you've, if you've 
noticed that an a, like an action movie actor has stopped being in stuff for the last decade. They've they've been in Fast and Furious, and you just didn't know. That's that's the we watch Fast and Furious, and you'll be like, oh, I remember that actor, and then you'll realize that all they've been doing for the last decade is Fast and Furious movies. Um, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Actually, just one last point, and it is Doctor Who based. Is that I, I, got, I get Doctor Who magazine. I love I magazines. I just they're wonderful. And I was reading, um, I was reading the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of it was judging up the the actress who was playing Madame Ching, and like they were just talking a lot about extensive research that was put into the character and how much sort of you know sword choreography there was. And had all these lovely, wonderful things that they were like, yeah, we're going to do all this shit. And just none of that made it the screen. And that's no. just, it's kind of the issue of this kind of, yeah. I think yeah. the, um, <laughs> yeah, I think everyone puts in a lot of work into these across the board. It's a shame that it's not in service of, of a better outcome. I feel bad for them. Yeah. They need to lower the scope if you've only got this budget. Yeah. Don't go. And then the ghost boat explodes 50,000 times if you have a problem CGIing a stone being skimmed. Just just skim a stone. It's hard to do, though, isn't it? I've never been able to do that. Oh, I could do like loads of like, practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Big, big, big boy. Yeah. Grew up in, grew up in South End, mate. By the beach. What happened with rocks to throw? <laughs> it's even out of front of trains. That's how they, that's how they, yeah, that's how most, like, Gang disputes in the South End are resolved. Oh, it's true. Uh, it's it's not coming. distance. It's how many bounces. It's it's how many bounces, I, not distance. So, so I've been told. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> uh, it's yeah. No, oh, like you get dear. you want to you want to have a flat bottom, and you want to yes. get low, yeah, and you do a little. Told. It's yeah. all in the wrist. It's all in the wrist. Oh, you're doing all of them. I like it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go skim some stones. I mean, I've. Don't live anywhere near fucking thingy, but I'm gonna go fucking <laughs> awful. Right. Two out of ten, and all both of those points go to the fucking well. One for it being non-mandatory, and one for the costume department who knocked out the fucking part. Um, so a few months, people still listening to this. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Bye, mum. <laughs>